All right. Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. That is Jen Schippel. Yeah, and that is Steve Jones. And we have Joe Wilson with us today, uh, former Concert Pipeline host. Uh, we are here today for episode 300 of Concert Pipeline podcast. How do you guys feel? Oh, uh, I'm going to feel I'm going to feel a whole lot better in a second here, boys. Cheers. Yes. Whoa, Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Thank you to my lovely wife. Cheers. 300. 300. Yes. You know, there was something about Thermopylae in there. Yeah, uh, Jens did a little finger raise there, I noticed. I was just hoping nobody would notice that. I saw myself do it on camera. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we're talking about Pinky's up? Just, yeah, Pinky's up. You. Yeah, this little guy, right? I, uh, <laughs> I drank my coffee. <laughs> Does that, you, oh, wow. Apparently, you're good. It's off to a good start. So, Anything we have a lot to be proud of. Yes. Um, so, we'll give a little bit of history here to start out. Um, so, Concert Pipeline episode one uh, was. January 10th. Do you remember what year that was, Joe? Uh, 2000 and I'm going to guess 13? 14. Ah, yeah. You know what? I said 13 and I was like, no, no, that's not it. It was 14. Because I remember uh, I found out very shortly thereafter that I was going to have a son. Yes. Both were great births in your life. And, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but I can only take care of one baby, okay? I, I'm glad you're here for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'm back. I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm the dad who went out for cigarettes at episode 100 and never came back. <laughs> I was like, it. I got to go. I'll be back. You you okay. came back for 200, maybe you did. before that. But you did. Did. So I showed, you up for your, I showed up for your 12th birthday. And now here I am. You're 18. Yay. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay so remind us episode one was legit podcast or was this back in the days of uh tv <laughs> this is no this is a yeah this is a podcast we started out mm. running you know working in content and uh, uh starting with episodes from the old concert pipeline tv show Right. Uh, right. We rehashed old interviews, right? We did because we needed to start somewhere and have uh, bands interested in uh, being on the program. So uh, some of that was not, you know, the, the most recent, but, <laughs> but uh, it got us off the floor, right? Uh, well, I, I don't know that we ever came up from it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. I've got one for you, Steve. What was our first interview together and where? Monkey at Santa Cruz. Where? You, oh, in Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz at the Catalyst? No, the atrium? The atrium. Ah, yeah, yes. atrium, yeah. Which yes. is the, the Catalyst slash atrium, so it's the same thing, I guess. Veritably. Um, um, and episode 100 uh, aired on April 12th of what year, Jens? Well, the question? What year did episode <laughs> 100 air? Uh... Mm -hmm. Uh, longer than I thought it did. Um, I don't know. God, uh, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say 2016. 2016. Yes. Yes. Nice yes. Job. And and that was the episode that, uh, you know, Joe had a surprise at the end of the show. Uh, and that was that he was uh, stepping aside from the podcast. That's right. That's right. I, I was like, I went and, out on top. Not and, like Tom Brady. 
who is actually on uh, top and should retire. He is. He is. Um, <laughs> and, so and coincidentally, Jens helped out with an interview on that episode uh, with Brendan James, uh, who played here right in uh, my front yard, three steps to my left, actually, right? So, and, um, uh, that was and a then, good episode. Yeah, that was and, great. That, that might have been the first concert I went, we did together for the show. Yeah, and so then it just- No, it you came something. to everything in transit, tenure. Yeah, but there were no interviews. That was before. Yeah, yeah, but we recorded yeah. in the car on the way home. No, oh, okay. We did. Which I so think was Jens' first appearance. Could have been. That was the concert on, where was that? That was off of Van Ness, right? The, I think it was the Regency Ballroom. Yeah, the Regency Ballroom. I remember yes. this for several reasons. One, one of you two urinated on the building next door across the street. Well, I remember. Talk to me. You're gonna. I mean, we can we can get into this. We're gonna save that for later. But uh, I mean, all right, wait, wait. Stay tuned, folks. We've got that coming yes. later. Well, okay. we'll get into that later. We'll come back to that. We have more pressing matters, and we do want to mention it is uh, just a few days for St. Patrick's Day. We got our. We all have our Guinness. We're celebrating in style. Um, yeah, there we go. I, just, I like I it. Had, I just had a shot of Green Spot Irish whiskey casked in Chateau Montalena Chardonnay barrels. It was delicious. Well, uh, I mean, that is uh, Irish indeed, so I like it. <laughs> um, and along with that, you know, we have to really celebrate in a way that, uh, that we love to do here in Concert Pipeline, and that's with a great Irish band, right? Um, an Irish band from LA, that is. <laughs> arguably the arguably the greatest Irish band. Yeah, I mean, I name know a greater. A lot of arguments. Name a greater. Well, people have the split between Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphys. They, you know, Jens and I had an opportunity to see them at both tour, you know, uh, together, which is okay. Pretty so amazing. Drop, Dropkick had one good album and one great song, and that was it. Yeah, I wouldn't Flogging argue. Molly, Flogging Molly continues to release fantastic content consistently. Do. Yeah, yes. man, they're they're on a roll. They go and go and go, even with their concert names. You know, what was the name of that concert that just went on forever? The Green Seventeen. <laughs> Seventeen. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and yeah, so um, we had a chance to Jens and I had a chance to interview Nathan from Flogging Molly just a few days ago. Uh, and oh wait, wait. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. About flogging Molly. We are talking about flogging Molly. That we have Wait. them on the program tonight. When we say the greatest game. Irish band of all time, it's only flogging Molly. Of course. Hold yes. on. Yeah. Dropkick Murphys are not even. Real quick, man. Oh. Just, okay. Wardrobe change. We're talking about is, flogging Molly now. <laughs> we are. We are. So he's. <laughs> ah, I got, got the shirt up again. Here's pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, plug you guys in, man. I'm ready. Okay. Um, so we're uh, so yeah. Like I said, we had a chance to talk to Nathan from Flogging Molly. Uh, we're going to uh, bring in their interview, that interview with Nathan right now. Let's check it Nathan, out. Nathan, there he is. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you doing? Wait, 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 wait. Is this live? Not bad. Not bad. This is. Uh... What was that, Joe? Is this oh. live? This was a, a live interview, yes. Wait, wait, right oh, now? Oh, okay. Uh, We're gonna play the interview. Uh, I interviewed. I've interviewed you. This is like the fourth time I've interviewed you over the years, by the way. So, 
Um, I don't, that's not a quiz. I don't expect you to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> we interviewed it together once. That was several years ago. Um, I remember at the back, I don't know, was it Slim's? I don't remember where it was. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, you know, I don't remember the specifics, but I, gosh, I bet you could refresh my memory. I did see that in the email that you had, uh, we had done some interviews in the past and that, that's, uh, that was cool. So it's nice to see you guys again. <laughs> I can see your cool flogging Molly Irish flag. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I've got to, I'm just going to tell you something right now. I bought this shirt because my old flogging Molly shirt just got worn out, right? It's borderline rags. So I decided I need to buy another one. And I bought this at the last concert that uh, we went to, last Floggy Molly concert we went with, to. It was only with Dropkick, wasn't it? Yes, I think it was, think it was with Dropkick Murphys. And um, I was nice. so excited, you know, I'm going to wear this next time we go to Floggy Molly. And we haven't gone. Either the well, time was wrong or the pandemic happened, you know. And Yeah. Like... Yeah, gosh. Well, I sh I'm sure that's uh, happened to quite a few people, you know. Well, I mean, maybe not that exact story, but. Yeah, here we are. Dun, 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 right? Right. <laughs> so I went to Colorado for the first time a year and a half ago. Um, really just went to go to Red Rocks uh, because I'd heard, you know, in talking to so many bands, I've, you know, heard so many things about Red Rocks and how it's magical and that sort of thing. So have you guys, I'm sure you guys have played Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that experience like for you? And especially, I mean, kind of being on both sides, either in, in the crowd, you know, to, at a show or, you know, and being able to be on stage there because it's it's a really incredible venue. Yeah, it's it's my favorite venue, you know, and I have a, I have a handful of like, you know, top venues in the world, but that's my favorite venue in the world. I, I it is special. Um, it's you you've been there, so, you know, and, and you know, all the great artists like um you too, you're drinking Guinness, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Bob Marley, um, the Beatles, you know, there's so many just legends uh, played there. And uh, yeah, living here, I, I try to see as many concerts as I can. Um, and we'll go on, we'll do, we'll go on hikes around there. It's just a beautiful place to take friends and family from out of town. Um, and yeah, playing there was really special. We got a chance to play, uh, um, Red Rocks twice and um, it's really cool that they actually have a kind of a, a like a museum of all the artists that have yeah. ever played there so I, I actually think it's really special to have to have the opportunity so I, I brought my family there and showed them like hey look this, this is when we played and and my family have also seen us play there uh, so yeah that's it doesn't get much better than that especially on a I mean I've been there on a you know a cold night but the energy makes up for it, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, as as you look back, um, you know, at Swagger, what? Tell me what were your, what were your memories of that album? Like, what uh, you know, kind of creating it and kind of the the importance of it to uh, to flogging Molly. Like, uh, I mean, I listened to it again today. I mean, and I can listen to it a thousand times. It's it, you know, it's it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's just incredible. So, I mean, what oh, is that album for you? Thank you, first of all. That's really kind. Um, well, looking back at that time was pretty special and very different from life today in the sense that, you know, every one of us had a day job. It was 1998 when we recorded that record. We were all working 
whatever random jobs we were working, we were all, we were, we would uh, rehearse two days a week, West LA rehearsal studios, um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we would gig every Monday night at Molly Malone's and we'd work, you know, whatever our jobs were. And it, it was just a different, different energy because you had to put, it was extra because everyone had to survive. And then you had to put in everything you had for this this band that you were paying to be in a sense because you were getting paid. You had to pay to, to rehearse. You had to pay for a rehearsal space. You had to pay gas money to get somewhere. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you weren't getting paid for it. You, you, we drank more than we would get paid at Molly's, right? Molly Malone's, <laughs> yeah, really. Mm. And so it was just such so much faith in what we were doing back then. And so my, my last question will be, you know. And, and maybe it's less of a question is in more of a request, but you know, going back to swagger and how amazing it is. Have you ever done an, uh, a show where you play an album from beginning to end, you know, because I would pay top dollar to see swagger for, you know, <laughs> but in its entirety. Totally. So. Well, as, as a matter of fact, we did when, when swagger it's funny swagger just turned 20 years. When swagger turned 15, it was, I think it was the first year of the cruise. I think it was. And we actually played, the first concert we did on that cruise ship was the whole, whole album Swagger from, from oh my gosh. front to back. Um, and I, you know, I, I actually thought maybe we would do that because it, because of the 20th anniversary, but <laughs> that's coming gone, you know, <laughs> we can, we can get Swagger to legal drinking age here, you know, and, well, uh, that's a reason to celebrate. So <laughs> I will say that, I will say that I really enjoyed it at, I think the rest of the band did too. And so I imagine I'd like to think in the years to come, it might be something that happens again. Okay. Well, you know, we'll yeah. be there for it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nathan, again, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for bringing your talent, you know, to the world. Uh, my last question is what are you going to do on St. Patrick's day? I mean, I'm, I, is it going to be the ice fishing thing or is it going to be what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No. Uh, you know, I'll probably St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's the the Flogging Molly live stream, right? So that's that's going to be my day. Um, and I, I actually, <laughs> uh, who knows? You know, I actually, I this is something that just right before this interview started, I did my very first ever um, cameo request. I, and I saw you had that on your Instagram. So <laughs> did you? Yeah, I, you know, and I, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. I, I signed up today for that. And uh, actually, um, a friend, fan, a longtime fan and friend sent a request in and seemed genuinely excited about that. And that really made my day. I, th I thought that was cool. So, you know, that's one of the things I to, you know again even like a few months ago the thought of doing something like that would just be really alien to me um but i did i looked into it i asked a couple of friends what they thought about it and they seemed to think it was actually something that was pretty positive and then i saw i saw saw some people that i liked on there like mickey d from motorhead and then my you know my friend el jefe is on there for no effects i was like you know what that's kind of cool and i think i see the positivity in it you know, I really do. So it's a stretch for me, to be honest, because it's just different. It's a different mindset. But 
I think I've been living with an outdated mindset for some time, to be honest with you. And mm -hmm. so hopefully it's something that's good. And hopefully Joanna likes her message. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she will. And, and you know, we, we have to have different mindsets. And a lot of bands also, when this started, right, and everything came to a screeching halt, they're like, okay, I'll do an Instagram live show, I guess, because you got to scratch that itch. You got to get out there. You got to get creative. And you got to connect with your, your fans in some way, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, props to you for doing that. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Oh, oh, right. Um, so that was the clip of um, flogging Molly. Uh, if you, you want to hear that interview in a full, then you can uh, check out uh, an upcoming episode where we're going to play the full episode uh, interview with flogging Molly. So thank you, Nathan, oh. for, for being on the program. Yes. Oh, that wasn't live? I thought that was live. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I was like, like, are we surprising me? Is that happening? Are we going to have him here? Is he here right we, now? Where is he? We wanted Where to have Nathan on the show live, but uh, he's celebrating St. Patrick's Day as he should be. So uh, probably having a Guinness as we speak. So cheers to you, Nathan. Nathan. Mm. Cheers. We, we have a lot of fun planned on this episode. A lot of flashbacks uh, to some of the best memories that, uh, that we have had over the, the last year since 2014. Um, and... Uh, some inter some interviews. We'll have a little bit of music mixed in there, not a lot, but um, and some uh, surprises. And Joe, uh, I want to uh, start with. Um, a, I want to call that, you out. I want to call yeah. you out. So when we were talking about episode three hundred, do you remember what uh, something is that you recommended uh, that that I try? Uh, I don't actually. I remember talking about playing the game Money. That's going to happen later in the show. Yep. That's, okay. Uh, all right. All right. That's, that's, it's a fun-filled evening with Stephen Jones as your host. Steve, <laughs> take me on this magical mystery tour. I want to know where we're going next. Okay. So where we're we going next? You, uh, you are impressed that I know all of the words to "It's the End of the World as We Know It" by REM. Uh, you're on to a planning. That's, that's a huge thing. You know that. And, that that's, yeah, there's you, a lot of words in that song. You've heard me sing it too, Yen. So a lot you, of words. You can attest to it. Uh, well, Joe put a challenge out there to to sing uh, It's the End of the World as we know it a certain way. Do you remember that challenge, Joe? You don't remember? Uh, I don't. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I've been drinking. My recall yeah. is basically zero right now. <laughs> I I'm existing as a stream, stream of consciousness. All right, I want to hear Yen's thoughts. Okay. First thought, um, you got to sing it backwards. Okay, nope, not that one. Second thought is <laughs> in your Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck voice. Also, not that one. Here, uh, I, I, I think I think the only thing we can do Elmo? is what about Elmo? Ro we got to roll that beautiful bean footage. That's great. It starts with a monkey trebuchet and buttercream gang, and taking back Sunday is fucking awesome. Are these the actual lyrics? Is somebody Yeah, no, no, no. These are Bravo. Listen to oh Sylvan Esso, 
uh, Tellweed with Stephen Page and Tiffany in the mainland. You blew October Phenomenons, Betty Fowler, Freddie Turner, Allison Chains. It's episode 300 and we know it. It's episode 300 and we know it. It's episode 300 and we know it. And I feel fine. It keeps going. Oh, are you doing this in your bathroom? It's episode 300, and we know it. It's episode 300, and we know it. <laughs> You're letting it ride. You're like, no, we're going to listen to the whole damn thing. And I feel fine. Drop the mic, yes. <laughs> you know, I've never actually read the lyrics to that song, and it's amazing <laughs> it's, how much it's like, co- concert pipeline that song is. It's coincidentally, you know, fans that we've interviewed. So <laughs> Dude, I couldn't fit. I well couldn't done. fit them all in. I'm sorry, Joe, but uh, uh, I'd say there I got are 300 get episodes, Steve. There are too many, but you picked the best. Uh, I salute you, sir. I didn't. You know, the second that the music started playing, I knew what you had been referring to. Uh, okay. But yeah, my 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 uh, my preparation, my pre gaming. It's uh, yeah, no, I like <laughs> it's I said, impacting you. Is it? There is no before. There is no after. There's only Episode 300 and Concert Pipeline. Yes. And we know it. Yes. And I feel fine. <laughs> I mean, I feel better than fine, but, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling good. I'm glad you're feeling good. So, well done, um, Steve. That was fantastic. Thank you. That gotta was insanely gotta, impressive. Got to kick us off with, uh, with some fun, right? So, yeah. um, so you guys also chose uh, some of your favorite clips. Uh, so we're going to be going through uh, those tonight. And I'm going to start with one uh, that uh, Jens chose uh, as he went back through the episodes. This is from episode uh, 201 of Concert Pipeline. And let's... Uh, this is episode 201, Jens. We're in our third hundred. Is that how that works? That's how that works, I guess. You know, um, I don't know if this makes any sense, but, uh, you know, when you're born... Uh, you start your year to like year number one, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're like six months old, and then you're like, yay, you're one year old, right? Yes. But what you're really doing is you're starting. You're completing your first year. year. Yeah. Yeah, you're starting your second year. So it's like, wait, when you know, you're for the six- whole year, you have to tell everybody, yeah, I'm one years old, but not really. It's like you're living your second year. So like, into your second year. When you're when you're six months old, you're starting your second year. Yeah, whatever. So what I'm saying, and you and you have like, to tell everybody, like, how, how, are you completely vocal, like, hello, everybody, this is my second year on the planet, and oh, I, yes, <laughs> no, I'm talking hypothetically, yes. silly man. Uh huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the point point is, point is, we did episode 200 <laughs> last go around. We did. But we're into our 300 year already, right? Because we're approaching that year. Right. 300. It's not our 300th year of doing the podcast. Well, right? stop arguing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to make this point and it's completely failing. And as I'm trying to explain myself, I realize it doesn't make any sense. So it, it doesn't, whatever, just we, ignore me. We don't, ex- we don't expect you to start making sense now just because we're <laughs> 200 episodes in yet. So. Right? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anyone to um, you know, hold their breath. Um, in terms of, you know, 
your co-host making any sense. And so tell me about the, the Dylan show. How was it? Well, it was really interesting, um, which is probably a good word to use for Dylan. You know, very interesting. It's just sort of a very interesting character anyway. <laughs> Great way to describe a Dylan show. You know, if you were to call it something, if the you know concept could rename itself, it would be, you know, name that tune. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. It's always I mean that to me. because literally you have no idea what the guy is singing, and you're 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 lucky uh, if you can figure it out before the song ends. I mean, it was like Nazi city. The 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 there were people patrolling the crowd like constantly, and they and over the um, you know over the speakers they kept on telling everyone what the rules were. Right. Okay. No cell phones. Uh-huh. Right, you could oh, not take photos. Okay. You could not take videos. You had to have your cell phone off. Yeah. If you stood up, um, and if you were, you know, stood up and you were obstructing someone's view, um, that was also not allowed. They were kicking people out of the venue for. Wow, for not really? Complying. You saw this happening, like people being yeah. kicked out of a Dylan it, show for standing right. up or something. Like, yeah, except for the hippie in front of me. There was this hippie. He was eighty-something years old, and I'm sure he was in Woodstock to see Dylan there too. Uh, he was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, tried to have a conversation with him. He wasn't understanding a single word I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird, and, uh, and he so he was the comic relief. Like, he understood he Dylan completely well. Thing. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably had this like, uh, you know, he was on the same, uh-huh. he was on the same level, whatever level yeah, that whatever is, it is. The Dylan is on. Yeah. This guy was resonating with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was super paranoid. I was like, oh, I wanted to get some photos. I wanted to get some, you know, video or at least some audio or something. But I was so paranoid that I was going to get kicked out. <laughs> I decided. Okay, I'm going to wait till the very end. I'm going to wait till the encore, uh-huh. and I'm going to try to record these two. Uh, you know, two songs. I knew there were going to be two. I knew which ones there were going to be. Yep. And, um, and, uh, you know, because of Google and, um, and if I get, and if I get kicked out, that's fine. I'll just take the risk. Right. Okay. Okay. So here I am uh-huh. on four, right. I'm getting my, getting my phone ready. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to keep it on the down low. I'm going to take a video, but just to get the audio portion. Right. Yeah. So here I am. I, uh, the the thing is playing. I got the audio, and it's like, okay, it's cool. I can tell it's working. And then I try to hide. I try to hide my phone. So I, I like sit on it, right? I put it in between my legs, and I just kind of sit on it what? with the microphone, <laughs> with like the microphone pointing towards the stage, right? What are you and doing? Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. No one's gonna see that I'm recording this. I'm not gonna get kicked out. And I was so proud of myself. And then on the way home, I'm listening to it. And it literally sounds like someone sitting on a phone recording a concert. Oh I mean, I guess God. there's, I thought I knew about iPhones, but I guess there's, I guess there's another Micro- microphone, you know, like where my balls were sitting on one of the mics. And it, so I got, I got the content, but it sounds muffled. <laughs> I, I just have one question here. I mean, I really have a hundred, but I'll limit it to one. I was wearing pants. I knew you were going to ask me, like, were you wearing pants? Yes, I was wearing pants. You knew where I was going. (laughs) Then I have have two. Do you know that your phone has this application? It's pretty nifty. It's called Voice Memos. I was thinking about it. I almost used Voice Memos, but I wasn't. I couldn't remember exactly what file format Voice Memos records in and whether that was going to fly. It's an audio format, yeah, like M4A or something like that. It doesn't require some crazy conversion or something? No, no, no. All right, okay. No. Whatever. No. (laughs) It still would have come out muffled. I mean, if it's sitting down, if you're holding it, 
you know, then it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be fine. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. but it, yes, if it's tucked in between your pants because you're trying to hide it from what do you call it, Nazi city, then uh... it was crazy. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. Yeah. Were they, Jens? <laughs> Nazi city. I will. I will point out the one thing that I stuck to in that whole interview, or or back and forth, the 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 dialogue there. Uh, Dylan did not play Woodstock. <laughs> you know what? Don't you know bring history into this? <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix um, played a Dylan song at Woodstock. He played all along the Watchtower, which is one of the all-time greatest Dylan songs. Greatest song. There's right. a call out. That's probably what um, you were thinking, right? Well, wow, yeah, that's probably what he was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like uh, the one thing that I did not mention in that interview uh in the clip anyway is that i flew all the way to texas to see dylan yeah yeah here and, in the bay area I'm impressed. and, and I all we needed was two two songs jens and, all we uh, needed was two <laughs> songs you know and I, oh! and I fucked up the audio man couldn't do it what songs did he play oh it was some more of his uh you know uh i don't uh, is more old, contemporary you know, old hits. No, he plays old songs. Well, he usually plays uh, when he, you know, when he's out on concert. Um, he's like always playing. You know, for years and years and years, he's always on the road, and it's typically always the same. Um, twenty twenty-one songs out of maybe thirty-five. Right. <laughs> so it's always you know when you look, like, <laughs> when you look up his. Uh, Set lists online, it's almost all the same, you know, throughout the, throughout yeah. the years. It doesn't mix it up yeah. too much. Yeah. So, the, um, so, who can blame you? Yeah. Right. He'll add yeah. stuff um, uh, when there's a new album out, you know, uh, maybe, but uh, at, the, at the encore, it's usually always his, his big, you know. Is, is he going to be playing like his third song or whatever? Hmm? Is he going to be playing his 14 minute song uh, at his new shows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably not. The whole, the whole Dylan concert is like a ninety-minute song, right? It's just like oh, it's I don't know, just, <laughs> just all blends together, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Our, our next clip, nothing. <laughs> that was not a Dylan accent uh, at all. Not at all. Uh, you know what? I, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out one of my favorite moments from the show. Okay. It wasn't a Dylan you got? moment. It was a Denon, Denon, Brent Denon motion. Ah, Denon. Yes, Denon. Denon. We love Denon. We were talking what, about Brent Denon. When, did that, when and where did that happen? That was Bottle Rock. Um, had to have been, I don't know, four years, five years ago? What? What? Four years. Yeah. 14 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Four, four, four years ago. Sending me baseball signs over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, four years ago, and uh, and it was just you know a funny host moment where uh, it would be Liam from uh, Eye on the Bay, and he's you, you know Liam from he's, Eye he's, on the Bay. What stage was he at? He was he was at the culinary stage, and the uh, culinary musicians stage. musicians were uh, paired with uh, with chefs, famous chefs, to make. Make right. you know food, uh, fancy food and stuff, and Liam brought the musician. 
You the musician? Yeah, it was Brett Denon. Yeah. We're talking about, right? Yeah. Dead Denon. Denon. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so he brought Brett Denon <laughs> up and uh, uh, and introduced him as Denon. You all know him. You all love him. Denon. And he said, Brett Denon. <laughs> and we just, it's been an inside joke for, well, until now, apparently, all the way through I now. Mean, don't show it like forever, but I, I love it so much. It makes me laugh. Every time yes. I think about it, that, that awkward son of a bitch up on stage, not knowing who he was introducing or who he was about to cook with. No. Nope. <laughs> and then like the crowd doesn't respond. And then he's like, Brad, 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 Brad. <laughs> I, know, oh, I love it. It's, it's pretty bright. Making me laugh. God damn, I love that moment. We, we got so it. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we're going to roll into another clip here, and this is one that you chose, Joe, is a, a memorable moment for you. Uh, we took several trips to Santa Cruz to interview oh, a couple of a couple of bands, yeah. and it's all not a them, short trip. All of them ill-fortuned. All of them ill-fortuned trips to Santa Cruz <laughs> did not did not work out in our favor at that venue. No, and, uh, none of them did. And, and so this clip was uh, a clip from one of those expeditions, and we had an interview scheduled with Kyle Gass of Tenacious D Fame, and also. The Kyle Gas Band, I think he was doing at the time. He's had a couple of different bands. Yeah. But, um, Thunder Train? But, uh, train Wreck? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Thunder Train, Train Wreck. Yeah. I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I literally don't exist outside of this moment right now. This is all the that matters right now. Do. I'm glad you're feeling the moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we we had an interview with Kyle Gas, and being young in the podcast, you know, uh, as a producer, I thought, you know, it would be a good idea if our guest did the music news with us, you know, as part of the program. So uh, we'll talk to the Wait, guest. but what was, that had happened before. I did, I think I did it one you other time um, before with- And you were like, it was great, it was great, it was great. They, were, they, they, they jumped yes. into the clip and it went really well and it was fantastic. <laughs> and I was like- yeah. Yeah, it worked out well. It worked out well one time where it was fine, uh, and we talked. We were able to talk music. And this time, we're nah, well, we'll just yeah. We'll let the clip explain itself as far as you know how the interview with with Kyle Gas went. So I'm gonna yeah play the beautiful bean footage. Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. My name is Steve Jones. I'm Joe Wilson. And today on the program for the music news, we have a special guest. Uh, Mr. Kyle Gass. No interview, folks, unfortunately. No interview. Kyle didn't have time for an interview tonight. He had kind of a cramped schedule. Uh, so the, the homeless people... Uh, it's like saying, you know, this tastes like shit. Well, how do you know? Well, I've had, bit, I've had a bit of shit, like, you know, splatter into my mouth at some point. I used to raise pigs. I've definitely had pig shit in and around my mouth. So you would be an aficionado in that area. But, I wouldn't but say others, I wouldn't many say others who use that phrase may not have that experience. Right. I'm, I'm not an aficionado, but I definitely, um, you know, had some shit splatter in my mouth more than once. It's uh, probably why I'm so sickly. Not human feces, mind you. I'm proud to say I've never, uh, I've never taken a dump. There, so there dangerous. were opportunities tonight, Joe, and you passed them up. Uh, this episode features a special guest in addition to Kyle Gass, Party Casey, uh, a local celebrity, been in a couple movies, a couple commercials, um, wears a trucker hat with an upturned brim and a bandana under that, has sweet party hair and uh, little board shorts. He's a sprightly little fellow. I'd say he weighs in at probably 130 pounds, standing about five foot six inches high, big smile on his face, friendly guy, local celebrity jumped into the middle of the interview. You're going to hear him a little bit later. He did. I don't think he said much. And then he had Steve hold his camera for him. 
uh, which Steve obliged, and that was his phone. But she actually got the picture with KG, and we actually didn't end up with one. So That's wow. I guess Party Casey schooled us. To do it. Look at how Party Casey did it. Swooped right. in. And today on the program we have Mr. Kyle Gass. How in the world did you get me? Oh man, you're... that's what I'd like to know. What is this podcast? <laughs> what? All right, Steve's yeah. very well connected. Wait a minute. All right, it had nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm in the pipeline now. What do you got for me? Well, I hope I can help your numbers. I mean, I want I want CP to be number one. That's the goal, right? Take yeah, of course. Always world domination, world domination. That's the goal. Exactly. So we're we're on the sidewalk here in front of the Catalyst here in Santa Cruz. We're sound checking. You might be able to hear some electric guitar. That's good. It gives it that organic feel. Yes. And so let's uh, let's start with a little bit of music news, shall we? Our favorite. Okay. Our favorite segment. Okay. So the first story up is that uh, Tommy Lee is recording with the Smashing Pumpkins. So what are your mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on Tommy Lee with Smashing Pumpkins? Well, I think uh, I think the Pumpkins just became a supergroup. <laughs> they did, right? That's a good. Yeah. I had a chance to see him at the Fillmore when they did a re residency there, and he played for like three hours. Is three hours? It was it was like endless. Dear Lord! I left after two. <laughs> I don't know how many people. I mean, you always hear these shows. Yeah. For three and a half, four. <laughs> but I guess the longest show has only been like just over four hours. Fair right. enough. But I did see Springsteen play, and there was a time in there I thought, <clears throat> I could go look for an apartment <laughs> and come back. They could do a credit check. Uh... Play the hits. When it starts going in the center, have something over. I heard that they were offered a billion dollars. Yeah, I would, it was I astronomical. Think, I would was, do anything for a billion. Well, no, that's not uh, my price. You wouldn't do. You would do anything for a billion. Ooh, I know. I don't know. The billion dollars is a lot of money. I, I have, I have integrity though. I couldn't do it. I couldn't look myself in the mirror after, you know, sucking Satan's cock for a billion dollars. I couldn't do it. There's no way. Wow. Yeah. When you, well, that's. I, I mean, that's the worst thing I. If could you think. had to suck some cock, though. I don't know. I'd be like, well, Satan, I mean, better cocks than Satan. He's, dude, I am so into Danzig. I think I have to sound check, though. So that was it. Uh, the interview with Kyle Gass right there. I mean, we truncated it down, but you heard how uh, he went straight to sound check. Um, didn't even, we didn't even get to do the interview. You, you, cut, you cut him saying, how did you guys get me? Or did we not record no, that? that? No, it was at the beginning. We heard it. It was it. Oh, okay. It was yeah. It was there. It was the first thing he said actually after we welcomed him down. Was how did you guys get me? <laughs> that explains why I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and uh, didn't quite make it through a full interview. I would say, right? So um, he's like, learned, I got a sound check. We learned the music news is something to be done after uh, the the band interview. From that point, I think mm -hmm. is pretty fair assessment that uh, it's a segment for the show. Yes. Exactly. And they don't need to be a part of it. We could talk to them about their music and what they want to hear, right? Um, what they want to get out there. So, um, yeah. Jens, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. So tell tell me more about, you know, all the trips to Santa Cruz. Mm. There were only a couple, two. And the other band was the Toasters. And uh, we were supposed to have an interview with them. And the singer was doing merch. And he kept sending us a different... I mean, yeah <laughs> dude I, okay so the toast the toasters are like an international ska band so how in the fuck is the one of the lead uh, he was the bassist how the fuck yeah. is he working the merch table 
I'm just like, what? They can't afford to have one yeah. fucking person do that kind of bullshit for them on their tour? Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's uh, rough. It was, and he kept sending us to different portions of the venue to find people who are not at those locations where he said they would be. So yeah, uh, yeah, we got we got we got dicked on that one. He just like sent us in that direction. He was like, "Go that way," and then we were, came back and we did what he told us to. And then we were all, "Hey, <laughs> it's way past the time you told us to be there." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm working the table." Do you remember that Steve? I like yeah. wanted to talk to him. He was like, "Hey, man." I was like, we were supposed to do an interview like an hour ago. We've been standing here and you you said, just wait, I'll be over in 10 minutes. And you're still standing here selling CDs in 2014. <laughs> well, we see, you know, we see who made it, right? Uh, so, I mean, he, uh, we're the toasters today. And here we are on Concert Pipeline at episode 300. So We're still here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's saying something. We're not going away. <laughs> it's something to do you be remember, proud of, right? Steve, do you remember the show that we saw the toasters play at? Uh, was it Slim's? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They, which opened, was they it? opened for Real Big Fish at the Fillmore. Fillmore? You mm. held the camera and McDermott and I. Shout out Chris McDermott, one of yes. the original hosts. He, he was watching. I don't know if he still is, but uh, he commented on Facebook. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh. Yeah. No, dude, one of the OGs. Jens, do you know the name of Chris McDermott? No. Are you from, you're the not familiar? Of the original mm. Irishman in the group. Although right. Steve has his uh his old uh yeah. old red chin and old red hair I, and old red I keep it, I keep I keep it going until St. Patrick's Day and then March eighteenth is when I shave it down. So uh, but I, you know, I get my leprechaun beard on as much as I can <laughs> for, for like six so weeks of leading up to it. <laughs> you're saying you literally start growing it on the 18th through the rest of the year, and now you look like this <laughs> a year later. This is a year <laughs> No, well, I'm it, the one who's been growing it since the 18th of last year, and this is as good as it gets, team. And I always have to be about the gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh. what the fuck is with the hat when you started the episode? And then that's why I was like, wait, is this live? Because you were wearing the hat and Yen's <laughs> wearing the same shirt. Where the same I, know, I got confused for a second. Like, what? We're doing it again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it was so similar, the transition. Yeah, right. It was smooth. It was seamless. That's, that's how we I'm roll just, here, I'm right? Just very, I'm just very drunk. So I was like, is that, wait, is that happening? <laughs> is it happening right now? <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next segment here. On to the next, you're right. Okay, so you each had a, a clip that you chose. So it's a, a, an interview that was memorable for me. And this is one that Jens participated on uh, backstage at Slim's with Dan Leist from Augustana, uh, as he puts it. Uh, oh, I would always call him Augustana, but- Augustana? Yeah, he, he says it Augustana. Augustana. Yeah, and so, uh, so this was a memorable one because this band um, was impactful for me um, in a lot of ways um, and, you know, in, in my life and definitely memorable in my life. I, I mean, just I'll just say it, you know, I mean, I, uh, I proposed to the ex-wife on stage uh, to, you know, at this band's concert. So, um, you know, it was uh, so getting to interview him a couple of times was really cool. Um, I've blabbed Roll on tape. long now. Yep. Here it comes. Uh, Augustana. Mm -hmm. You can add my 
that's amazing. I mean, I understand that um, that uh, you know your latest album has a strong country feel. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel like this is something that you should have or considered maybe in the past diving into uh, earlier in your career? Yeah, absolutely. I do. You know, I don't. I don't regret the musical choices I've I've made because they're always um, they're always authentic. So, so so that's good. However, I do feel that it was in the past at times asked to suppress some of these um, natural uh, inclinations musically that I had. Uh, a lot of sounds that I loved, pedal steels and fiddles and a certain type of singing and, and song structure was something that always came very natural to me, but because we maybe were on a big major label and we were supposed to be a rock band and, you know, following the footsteps of a lot of the people that were influencing me wasn't necessarily where you know m maybe a big a big label wanted us to go so a lot of those elements weren't really welcome in the room yeah. um so it's just good to keep keep trying you know yeah now i think we've gone the whole interview without using the a word oh, yeah. uh, but uh it's the a word. Augustana. oh Augustana. <laughs> oh no it's no, not no. a dirty no, word no, that's no. a funny joke though. Yeah, I, like no, that. I know I, I don't i didn't from what I read, I didn't sense that you were yeah, kind of yeah. protective over no, it. No, totally, <laughs> totally. But I did, you know, I heard you say that you kind of had to just blow everything up and mm -hmm. uh, and start from, from scratch, really. You know, mm -hmm. talk to me about kind of, the, uh, kind of, I guess, the wrapping of that part of your life and onto this next chapter. Because I feel like the last time I interviewed you, it was kind of getting there. Yeah, certainly. The band, well, last time we spoke, the band had uh, officially you know, parted ways. I had made an album, um, on my own, uh, under the, under the banner of Augustana at the top of the record. Um, and there was something a, a, a bit difficult about that. I was, I was incredibly proud of the songs. Um, and I did my absolute best to carry all of that weight from the past 10 years, you know, forward as well as I could. But I think it became very obvious to me that, you know, that was a band. And as much as I could try to feel like it was something I could take forward, it just wasn't. And there was something that came with the collaboration of various specific players or friends or whatever it is that just, it does contribute to the overall atmosphere of that record or tour or whatever it is. And so I think I was somewhat conflicted in that journey there for life imitating life on that last album because it was I didn't feel the need to shed the name and I didn't feel that the music was really gonna change or be different and it, it didn't feel like in a lot of ways that it was but something about it just wasn't right and I was like if we're gonna if I'm gonna keep making music and attempt to do this as a career I need to own this fully and not lean on that again that that's sort of that that cane that crutch of like something that's kind of already worked proven ticket sales out there proven like built-in audience maybe they'll keep coming back if i just stay under augustana i just had to forget that security and again like you said blow it up burn it all down and restart from zero which is a difficult process because you lose a lot of people along the way but you gain a lot of i've found i've gained a lot of new respect and new um uh, adulation for the for this particular record in this
All right. Uh, that was the interview with Agastena <laughs> here on Concert. You know, Fun. I wanted more yen. That that interview needed 90, 90% more yen. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> did. It had. And, and there was more, but you know, I had to truncate down responses and Sure, uh, and everything, sure. and there were there were some long responses from Dan, which is which is. I, cool. I will say that that uh, I mean that guy was about it, like he was legit. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean that was a great interview. I mean, again, you got really really good answers out of him. Him talking about like, you know, oh, I'm gonna change my name and like lose followers and like, but I have to blow it down and I feel like I have respect now. Like it was some meaningful shit. It was a really good interview. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow, man, that was a really good question. How'd it come up with that? <laughs> yeah, you're that guy who dunks every time someone needs you to dunk. <laughs> Boom. Like, find the ball first. Like, that takes me forever. That's right. You'll miss the free throw, but you will absolutely smash that shit. There the you go. The rim. <laughs> yes. Well done. So, Joe. Uh, I know this next clip will um, you'll be really interested in because it comes from your favorite interview that we had, uh, a band that initially, okay. uh, when I was offered it, uh, I turned it down. I wasn't uh, familiar with them, and I uh, didn't think you would want to do the interview. Uh, and then I told you. And then when it, you told me. And uh, I told I you. Like, we need to get them. We need You're to like, get, get them. That back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Do you know anything about them? Have you ever listened to them? I now have, I will say they are one of my favorite bands of all time of all time. I listen to them so much. I listen to them all the time. I watch I watch both their personal and public Instagram pages, and I like all their posts. And I just think yes. they're the best. You're, you're a big, big fan, uh, absolutely, of Sylvanesso, and uh, and turned me on to their music as well. And, and we've seen them um, a, a couple of times together. Uh, live and they never failed to deliver. Um, I did. Also both shows them. were fantastic, but this one was this one was particularly special because they were they were like so like if you picture a graph, it's like you know like a rocket ship like this I guess. No, more like this, right? Just up. We caught them when they were like here in the graph, so they're not here yet where they are now. They sold out two nights at the Fillmore, right? You know, so yeah, yeah. They were like, they were like this, and then they were like this, and we caught them right there, and then they went like this, and now they're up here, and they would never talk to us again. But God <laughs> no, damn. there's there's no way of getting another interview with them. No, 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 no. So we wouldn't. That show at the Greek was awesome. If, yeah, this first show was better. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the opening band was playing, and you and I were dancing like slightly stage left. Yes. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. well, we oh, were yeah. on the right, but stage yes. left when we were yes. up front performing, right? So yep. we were up there and we looked, you and I both, we were like dancing, like having a good time, and looked up, and Amelia was in the balcony and she saw us grooving and like pointed yeah. at us. <laughs> you remember that? It sounds familiar. I know. I think you were probably oh, pretty stoked man. about it. You know? So, I mean, I remember uh, it. I was like, yes. Yeah, this is so awesome. They're in that little VIP pit that's mm-hmm. just to the right of like the public seating. Yeah. That was the only interview I've ever done at the Fillmore. That was the only time I had ever been backstage. So I went mm. through like two rooms backstage at the Fillmore, which you've been yeah. several times. I mean, many a, a number of times. I mean, I have memories. Yeah. I talk about memories of my life that are pivotal. Uh, I peed in a water bottle backstage at the Fillmore. 
because I didn't want to leave the backstage area and didn't have a pass. So uh, <laughs> can you imagine Steve? Who is like, you're not stealthy in any way or shape or form. And you're just like, I, I mean, I can only imagine what it looked like with you, with your back to where people were yeah. in the yeah, corner, seeing no, into a water bottle. There's no bathroom even, right? You know, in, in, back, in the backstage yep. area. And so I'm, I had a couple of friends, uh, you know, kind of block the curtain, you know, I'm in the band's curtained Dude. off the dressing area and you know and i just took a bottle and uh took care of it if I, anybody if anybody hears this you're never getting backstage at the film <laughs> but that's yeah, some awesome uh, awesome shit of course so how'd you get back there no i mean we did the interview but then uh, i didn't have a backstage pass per se i had passes at the you know at the will call but um, yeah. but not a backstage pass. And I, I wanted to stay hanging backstage and up on the balcony. This is nor, nor, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Normally, like, uh, like so, sound check for the band is mm -hmm. when you do the you do the interview. Yeah, you do the interview. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like sound check hits, and by then they expect you to vacate, and then you you walk up with a photo pass, and like you can go in the pit. And go in the pit you for a couple songs, stage. and then get, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. And, this, and so Steve had the media pass and was like, "I, I can stay back here all night if I pee in a bottle." <laughs> yeah, because I asked the security guy, I was like, "I'll, I'll be right back," and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna need a pass to get back in," you know. And, and so I was like, "Okay, back I go." He was like, <laughs> he was like "The hell I will, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> I'm gonna pee in this bottle. I want to say that was a something corporate show where. Uh, not not that you and I went to together at the Fillmore, but that no. um, I interviewed one of the opening bands and I was up on the balcony and I think Andrew did a, uh, you know, mix of Constantine and Only in Dreams by Weezer, which was- uh, Wow, I would have loved to have heard yes. his version of Only in Dreams. That's I, my favorite I mean, Weezer song. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that, but um, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I did it because I'm- I'm surprised you didn't know that. I'm sure you've seen the video that I recorded of it because I snuck, you know, I was recording I mean, up on the balcony. So, like I um, said, I, being that I have had, <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had six and a half of these. <laughs> I've had almost an entire one of these. I've had a few of these. Yes, you are going to be on. And I've had numbers. I mean, get one of these. <laughs> and I've been drinking since three thirty in the afternoon. Yes, that's what you're doing. I, I don't, and I won't pretend to remember. You're warming up for St. Patrick's Day. So, so Joe, let's get into. I'm not drinking St. Patrick's Day. Let's get into your favorite. I'll be drunk. We're going to listen to the clip of your favorite interview, okay? So, Vanessa. My favorite interview. Your favorite interview. Okay. How, how long is it? a great interview. Thank, thank you to Sylvanesso, Amelia, and Nick so much for what an awesome uh, interview that was. I got the opportunity to fully geek out. Um, and when I was put I was so I was actually nervous for this interview because I really like them a lot um, So we're at the Fillmore right now. We are with Sylvan so uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Nick. Hello. I'm Amelia. Hello And we are so happy to be here with you guys right now um, so I've been a fan since I heard coffee about a year ago And I think that's when everybody kind of started turning their heads a little bit and you guys have been a band since 2012 um, with the, the recent exposure kind of, you know, blossoming for you guys. So I, I admit that as a fan, I follow you guys on Facebook and social media. And, uh, I, I was one of the lurkers on your Reddit, ask me anything. So oh, nice. yeah, which was really cool by the way, you guys, that was great. I love that you guys fielded 
so many interesting questions and, and gave them thorough answers. I, felt, I always felt bad we had to stop. We were like, oh, two hours should be plenty of time. And then it was like, I, we could do this for hours and hours and hours and hours. Die too. Right. Yeah. Right. As, a, as an avid Redditor, you know, uh, one of the things that the community loves is whenever you guys have the inclination to feel, you know, fond over, you could always go back and just pick old ones and respond to them. <laughs> Is that a thing you can do? You can go back to the threat. Think about I've that. I've never Reddited before. No. Uh, that was my only experience with Reddit ever. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not a redditor, so I just I don't, you know, follow a lot of that or anything. I, I've seen a couple of Ask Me Anything's, uh, and they're they're pretty cool, but I I'm not part of that culture. We right. could totally do that. We should. The redditors would love it. Does it? Does that make it pop back up to a thing? Like, does it show back Only up? Only if or? people notice. Well, so so what'll happen is the person who posted the original thread, the question, it'll pop up a reply to them. So they'll have a little inbox message that's like, "Hey, replied." But then it's also part of the public record. So if you're a dork like me and you're scrolling through old posts, you can catch up on questions that didn't get answered it happens very rarely because i think most of the people who do ask me anything don't know that you could it's a message yeah, board, so you can yeah. just go back that, yeah, I'd never, I'd not even thought of that yeah we have a username now that is a deep rabbit hole let me tell you <laughs> hours i've wasted a lifetime on reddit my wife and i have ipads and we lay on the couch next to each other and it's like very little conversation that or star we trek find. right so well the star trek is my thing she yeah, just puts sure. up with it well so no okay so all right well you guys are opening the, i was gonna ask you this first so i'm glad you guys you guys got the alpha strike here on me um so i'm a tng guy because of john luke picard however uh, deep space nine is the best star trek it is the best it is trek at its best see we keep here so we haven't dipped into we haven't into dipped into the, into the, the dsn and a lot of people uh, haven't yeah I mean, maybe that's something we should do on this tour now. So I'll tell you. I'm, I'm, I miss it. Like, I want to go back and just start Next Generation again from you the should. beginning now. I just show. started. So I, be, up until like a month and a half ago, um, I had never seen probably an episode of Star Trek ever. Shame or, on not you. Not a movie, nothing, uh, right? Yeah. And, uh, and after... Um, What's his name? Leonard Nimoy died. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talked Say about what's him. his name. How dare you? Well, it took me a second. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I have to leave now. <laughs> After he, he died, we talked about him a little uh, a bit on the podcast and about and brought it up. And I was like, OK, I think I'm at a point where I can start this. You know, I wasn't ready to get to that level of nerdom. And so now I'm a season and a half in almost two seasons into it's so good. into it's next so generation. Good. So and also you're still in the like weird phase where next generation's figuring out what show it's going to be. Yeah, season three is where it really starts hitting. That's what eye. Joe said. Yeah. This was that's what I did with Nick because Nick had never seen TNG. So yeah, I, yeah TNG. so I just skipped him to nice we started at we, we watched the, the pilot. We watched the pilot and then, and then, then skipped, to skipped to season four. Uh, no, that was fun. I love I love finding fellow geeks to geek out with uh especially on the trek so good on both of you um but on this sylvan esso uh topic they asked you what your name was derived from and you guys said it was from a video game right yeah yeah so the 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 sylvan part i got what does the esso come from oh esso just sounds really good <laughs> we got a wink there. Okay, <laughs> that means you're not getting a concert pipeline directed at me, not you. Oh, that's that's awesome. I uh, I do think it sounds good. Just disrespected the sanctity of podcasting. <laughs> Sorry, podcasting is a non-wink medium. Yeah. I feel like you're. Yeah, it's true. It was for us only. Cool. Well, we translated it for them. Uh, <laughs> they, they can only imagine how great the wink was. Yeah, exactly. The whole room lit up. 
played Coachella the past couple of weekends. Tell me yeah. about Coachella. Like, how was that experience? Oh. So many crop tops in the dirt. <laughs> so much chest double. Um, it's, uh, yeah. There you go. That's it. And that was the interview with Sylvanesso here on Concert. Oh, Friday. man. Memorable point, right? Yeah. Oh, that was such a great interview. They were so much fun. What wonderful human beings. It was 10 of the 30 minutes that you talked about Star Trek. And like I said in the clip, I had just started. I could not hold my own in that conversation. I, I think at one point, nerd, let, you, let you. Yeah, yeah, for the nerds. Shout out Chris McDermott again for the comment. Yeah, nerds. Nerds. So, yes. No G uh, right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So that was that was a fun interview, Jens. How how are you feeling now? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. You know, it's just I'm not a Deep Space Nine guy. No. What? Yeah. No, I never got into it, and I, I think it's just because there were one or two characters that I found so annoying, I just couldn't watch the show. Uh, okay. First of all, excuse me for belting. Second of all, what characters did you think were annoying? Because I'm going to tell you, you're wrong. <laughs> They're all great, right? Quirk. <laughs> Oh, and the money guy. Quark? Quark. Yes. Wait, wait, Quark, Quark and who? Quark and the and the and the and the um I've seen this actor in a bunch of different uh movies. Um the guy who was he? The 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 the, the What character did he play? I don't remember. I just remember his are, are you talking about Odo? Who's Odo? The guy with the light Odo. face that looked kind of melty. He was the shapeshifter. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. I look up the you can just go through the list. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Because I want something definitive so I can tell you you're wrong. Okay. So first of all, uh-huh. Quark might might be my favorite his character favorite? in all of yeah. Star Trek. And I have watched yeah. a lot of Star Trek. I've Your avatar at one point was Quark. So you're offended. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm very offended. Quark, Quark is am... fantastic. I'm yeah. just so creeped out by him that it's like what's I just thought he was just him? a little too scary. I don't know. I just what's scary about him? <laughs> He's just creepy. <laughs> you, you just has bad dreams about Quark, Joe. I know. He gives me nightmares. <laughs> oh my Not god, so much dude, Quark. Okay, so here's why I love Quark. I'm just gonna break it down real quick for all my non-nerd fans watching. Break it down. So Quark is. My my favorite, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, it's funny because I also love Worf, who is a, I mean, a diametric opposite of Quark in so many ways. Here's what I love about Quark. The series starts, okay? Quark is a, a capitalist, okay, who only wants money, okay? He doesn't care. He's manipulating the Federation. He's playing both sides, right? He had an operation under the Dominion, or excuse me, the uh, the, the Cardassian <laughs> occupation, right? He actually had one under the Dominion too, but that wasn't until like season five, okay? And he's like, I'm just going to continue to maintain like what I do to make money, okay? That's all he cares about. And then, and then by the end of the series, he sees how these Federation people live. He sees and interacts with Federation members, citizens, <laughs> and is like, oh, fuck. I was wrong. I was uh, fucking wrong. He has this philosophy, right? And he, through the whole series, seven seasons, migrates to be a hero. Okay. There are moments where Quark is a genuine, absolute hero. 
He he is the fucking man. He ends he totally up because he's he's gone and I think for about two I mean, minutes now on uh we Warf. Warf. We watch, I like, love Worf. I got nothing against him. I love Worf. No, I mean I don't Worf. not only do I have nothing against him, another character who goes from like Ug Ug Klingon to like I have an interspecies relationship. And the Klingon son. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Worf is a great character. His evolution is beautiful. Okay, we're going to move on to the next clip because we can talk about Worf and Quirk all night. You don't want to just keep talking about Star Trek? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to just keep talking about it? No, we're going to move on to Jens' next clip that he that he provided as a memorable moment for him. And Jens, I give you credit on finding this clip because you had mentioned it to me, and somehow you were able to find it in all our episodes. This is from episode 231, and it's one of Jens' finest uh, you know, technical moments, as we know him to, to have. So let's, let's give it a listen. I'm educating Jens currently on the the futuristicness of digital recording. He's like, before we started recording, he's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You don't have to rewind it like to get to a certain spot. No, I didn't say it. rewind. Did I say rewind? I might have <laughs> no, said rewind, but uh, I, I have no idea. I just had a massive brain fart. And for some reason, when you said that... Uh, the device was playing a previous recording. Yes. I was wondering, well, how does the device know when there's a next free sector on the drive that it can record onto? Do you have to like until you get to a like a free sector? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that. Why were you thinking that? How retarded is that? No. Digital doesn't work like that. Back in eight track days and yeah, you were living in the like eight tracks. No tracks. No, I can just stop the current track that's playing and press record and here we go we're live that's amazing it's this is technology at its finest my childhood was not that easy no uh (laughs) you you had a troubled childhood (laughs) with a lot of rewinding i'm sure a lot of rewinding a lot of forward winding how many times did i stick a pencil in a cassette you said forward winding forward forward winding that's not fast forwarding fast forwarding no, we're going back. You said forward winding. That's not a thing. <laughs> oh Don't you say, oh my God, I have to fast forward this? Yes, and you said forward winding. Did I say you have to fast forward wind it? No, you said forward winding. I There's think forward lot- winding is a thing. You said rewinding and forward winding. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, are we, are we recording yes. right now? Yes, oh, we shit. absolutely are. Who well, the hell do we have on the podcast today? I don't know, but they probably want to come over and watch a v- uh, video on our VCR, right? Yes. Oh, they're going to be excited. <laughs> they're going to bring their own VHS cassette tapes they will. to watch. On our ancient piece it's of technology. It's not even a cassette tape. It's, it's not? Just, it's just a tape. It is a cassette tape. A cassette is an audio format. No, cassette's an audio and video. Oh my god, okay. We're- Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm right on that one. <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember what the front of my last VCR looked like. Did it say cassette tape? And then you stick... The this, thing and the cassette I, tape. You, you Google cassette tape. This is a picture of what comes up, Jens. Okay, You're like <laughs> okay, it's an audio. The, uh, the, the compact cassette uh, or music cassette uh, is also same difference, called. man. It's a it's it's a it's a tape to tape. It's a tape thing. There's a tape mechanism. It's a cassette tape. You stick it in there. Cassette doesn't mean 
audio only. This guy is co-hosting his podcast, a music podcast right now, where we have legitimate bands. I, I might not be, you know, uh, technical it's, in that it's, sense, it's but a, I swear, all is, cassette tape means is that it's a tape. It's an analog magnetic tape recording format for audio recording and playback. We'll go find what the video equivalent is. It's a, v- it's a video, video cassette tape. tape. No, <laughs> this here. Type in video cassette tape and see if that pulls up anything. Or, or <laughs> maybe Google will say, "Did you mean video cassette or video tape?" <laughs> he said video cassette tape. That uh, some Sony DVC tapes came up. Video tape is what it co- corrects to. Are you serious? Video tape. I suck. Overview. Oh my god. Nowhere does it. There's zero results for video cassette tape. There's, that's not a thing. <laughs> I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Like for videotape is magnetic thirty tape years for storing video and usually sound in addition. So no, it is not a video cassette tape, Jens. Oh my Fuck. god, this is the best. See, I don't. I don't know if I've been saying it incorrectly all this time or if I'm just retarded right now and I'm not remembering things clearly. It could very well be either. I have no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. No. But you've been educated in this episode. I feel hypersensitive this episode now. In fact, next time somebody utters the word video or cassette or audio, I'm going to get really nervous because I'm going to be afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. But you know better format. now. You know but better. I know better now. Yeah. You've learned through yeah, podcasting. I have. Technologies. That, I have. Uh, <laughs> what a video tape is. This is crazy. I, you know, I'm glad we've moved on because obviously that technology was too complicated for a lot of people, including myself. It was. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I just kept on digging a bigger and bigger and bigger hole for myself. I'm like, okay, next topic. Quite the hole. <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty special, right? Oh, I, I have a feeling there was uh, alcohol involved in that combo. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but, but it was, uh, you know. It was quite a technical moment for you, and uh, and it was enjoyable. I I freaking love that as well. Like it was just like my mind was blown during that <laughs> clip. I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> I that was pretty it. special. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good times. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're finishing that Guinness, Joe. I mean, it's gone. I just went to drink out of it. It's gone. This is gone. Okay, this is gone. Uh huh. That's gone. Uh huh. And this is gone. <laughs> Are you gone? This is, How much this you is gone. You're, you need to be oh, on yeah, the cave, okay? Because pretty, we have pretty deep right now. There's I no, need a refill. No I am a dull, we, dull blade. We have two, two more clips to get to, Jens, before we get to money. We have a fun round of money uh, lined up uh, to, to finish off the podcast and uh, and live stream that we're... We what is money? Under. I we'll get there. We don't. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Just you know, cart before oh, horse, well. brother. Uh, <laughs> don't hurt me. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? It's like, what did he? Yen, Yen says, "What is love? Love, baby, don't hurt me." What? Come on, Joe. Do don't hurt me. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I do love that song. <laughs> it's great. 
Um, so our, our next clip is going to be another memorable um, interview for me. And uh, and this is one that I did. It, we talked about it in the show last week, even. Um, we had uh, Angelo Bandino, Bandino on, and he was the creator of Celebrating David Bowie, uh, the, um, the concert that, I mean, it was really my favorite concert. And I think Jens would put it, rank it pretty high up there as well. Um, it was uh, also touted as Gary Oldman and friends, and uh, and you got a chance to meet with Gary Oldman uh, pre-Oscar win, and uh, and have a talk. And uh, we're going to play that uh, that, that clip uh, now. You got to be Hello, big, right? I'm Gary Oldman, right. and you're listening to Concert Pipeline. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, Gary Oldman. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. First off, I gotta say, for, this soundcheck is incredible, just like top notch. Yeah, well, we got a lot of wonderful, we're lucky, we've got a lot of wonderful players. I came on because, um, you know, it was it was a tribute to, to David, and um, uh, I knew David, and uh, so it, it for me, it's been a sort of an odd mourning process, it's... Uh, it's been, I never thought it would be, but it's sort of been cathartic yeah. in a way. I miss connecting with him and um, and speaking with him. And this has been the way of, of, of doing it. He would be very amused. He'd love it, huh? Um, yeah, maybe. But it would give him a laugh, that's for sure. Yeah. Now you, yeah. Knew, you knew David for 30 that years. Was way back, so. yeah. How did that friendship bloom? You know, like most people in this in industry, you know, he was on tour years. making records and I was on the other side of the world making movies. So we kind Containers, of we, we connected when we could, either by telephone or um, last year or so, we used to, we, we tried to at least Skype once a week. Yeah. So we would sort of chat every Sunday morning yeah. um, about everything and anything, yeah. you know. I mean, it's really so great that you guys are doing this for charity and yeah. cancer. I mean, when uh, cancer is a bitch and you, I mean, it, it'll take anybody, obviously. It's, you, 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 David Bowie's one of those greats that you just, like, well, think that is never going to, he, to leave us. He was mortal. There we go, you know. But it's, you don't think he's going to leave so soon. And I think whatever, you know, it, it was pretty nasty and it, it, it I, I think it must have accelerated because the last time I saw him, I mean, on a, saw him on a screen, yeah. you know, uh, just before Christmas and he was incredibly sort of upbeat and, you know, well, he always was. Yeah. He, was he was always upbeat. So, I mean, he never, I, I think there's certain people you know you could either really sink and be very negative and I think that he was diagnosed with this thing he knew that it was terminal yeah. and that instead of you know going to the darker side he he turned it into creativity so he made that last album. Black Star was so beautiful, and yeah. it's just such a, I mean, it's such a way to go out on top and just say, hey, I'm controlling this from beginning to end. Yeah. Even though I, there's something that's that I don't have control of, I'm 
I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing as everything, yeah, as much as I can yeah. to control it to the last day, to huh? the to the very last day. And he wanted to do another album after Black Star, is it? Yeah, I mean, he was like, always he, writing. He isn't stopping. No, he wasn't gonna. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think he wished it into being. In a, I mean, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't nihilistic or dark like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he was always writing. I think I had one. I think one chat I had with him, and I just said, "So, what? What plans have you got for Dark, Dark Star?" And he just said, "Oh, God, I'm bored. I'm moving on. I've done that. Moving on yeah. to the next thing." Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, so it's a nice way of. Uh, I love music. Um, I just love being here, joining in. Um, I got, a, you know, the opening number, but you know, I then just do backing vocals. I'm just a passenger from the ear on in with all these great singers, really great singers and musicians. So, I'm just, I just love being sort of part of it. He loved being a part of it. Yes. Uh, so what a cool, cool experience. Oh, Joe, sorry, you're muted. Okay, there you go. Carry on. What were you saying? You muted me. I unmuted I myself. <laughs> and then How I can hear you again. Sir. <laughs> this goes back. You. This goes back to the old days. You remember when uh, you, me, and Chris would do the show back in the 1800s? Oh, and, uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. And you, when you got unruly, I would just mute you and uh, yeah, I had to uh, turn your It was bullshit then and it was bullshit uh, now. Look I had the controls then. Yes. Yeah. I haven't years, 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 years now. Fucking years later <laughs> in your life. I'm in the control room. I can just see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Control, but, you know. But I got you still muted me, though. I can mute you if you want. I can put you on full screen. You know, it's a. Uh, I will mute. I will make him. Yeah, yeah, look at that. You have yeah. a. Yen's, oh, oh, look at that. There's three uh -huh. cameras. Yes. Exactly. Wait, do we have. We used to have three cameras at the old studio. Have, I know. Yes, that was. That was. You, you cheers it? Cheers again? Uh, yes. I'm trying to figure out I why. I have nothing I to cheers with. Cameras. Water. <laughs> well, we have to work on that. But now he, yeah, he can make he can make actually more shots than he could back in those days. So there was one on Steve, one on Chris and I, and one on me. And and Chris always took great offense at the fact that there was one on me but not one on him. He wanted yeah. his own camera. But he was he spoke very little uh, during the show, and he did. <laughs> and it was and it was you know to, to turn the camera but around. I had I had to go out to the only, studio. Only because I don't give many opportunities for anyone else to speak. You talk so you much. Like to talk a lot. <laughs> I never stop. Yen's just like, yeah. I can see that. I know, I never get a word in edgewise. I'm like, I'm just joking. You never, you never something. shut the fuck up, Joe. There it is. Yen, yeah, Yen, Yen's just talked so little during this show that... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, like, why am I on the show? This is your podcast, Jens. You know, come on. What do you got to? What do you got to bring here? <laughs> Elbow me out. Elbow me. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, watching uh, some of the some of the shows, and uh, what am I talking about? I, I was listening to some of these podcasts, 
And uh, I just I was reminded of some some things that I had completely forgotten about, and I was enlightened by several things I didn't necessarily know because I never listened to these podcasts. <laughs> I've just been recorded, you know, so I never really listened to my voice. Uh, but about some funny stuff and sometimes it's just so cringeworthy you know on my part to, to listen to it because i'm thinking god damn steve he has a much better radio voice than i do i gotta like practice my radio voice or something so it sounds better <laughs> am, I, am, I that standard? am i that standard for you yet? yeah for me dude <laughs> okay okay yeah, yeah okay. you 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 uh, you've got the bar there on that well joe's uh, that standard for me so <laughs> <laughs> i try uh-huh. <laughs> and uh and uh there are so many conversations that we've had uh that i've just completely forgotten you know and, and some things that we've done that i've also you know forgotten about already um like when you first started hunting uh yes. you were telling a story about um joe you might have been with him i don't remember um, you, you guys first started, together. Yeah, I was but Steve, yeah, yeah, Steve, you guys were trying to find like the perfect spot, right? You're trying to find the perfect spot in the marsh there, um, but you didn't quite get the perfect spot. So Steve kept on describing it as like a stagnant, swampy marsh hole. <laughs> we uh, found a stagnant, that's, swampy that's, marsh hole, and we stayed there all that That's that's a hell of a stretch. I haven't hunted with Steve in years. Uh, we went out together that first season. It was ill fated. And uh, we haven't hunted <laughs> together since. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I can't say that that strikes a bell. But again, I exist oh, only in the moment. Need I bring all of my booze? You don't need to bring the bottles back. We don't. Yeah, no, my we recall, my recall is virtually zero right now. There are many fades going on right now. There's there there are at least two fades, and maybe the fade of nostalgia coming in there is another fade. And, and yeah, you might be seeing double. Uh, and uh I, I mean possibly triple <laughs> oh no <laughs> not because that's it's a little too guys. much joe that's too much joe not yet yeah too much yes no don't make me the uh, main camera and then there was another story uh that i'd forgotten about and that was at the beginning when steve was like you know running everywhere and he was doing the ragnar yes oh yeah you know? the ragnar yeah. Steve, where did you sleep? Where did you sleep during the Ragnar? In the driver's seat, like the bitch. What? <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, the Ragnar, which if you're not familiar, is a 200-ish mile run from San Francisco to Napa, weaving through the but bay. A, but as a team. But it's as a t- team of 12, um, you know, about again, about 200 miles over the course of two days. And hey, wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Yes. Is there a comment from Mark? Jig and Telly on the uh, uh, there there is uh, uh, what he is said, it, Steve? You never got the Zach Wild interview. I'm still disappointed. Uh, which <laughs> so, sorry, motherfucker. Uh, we interviewed Zach Wild like three times. Not our fault. You were never there. So I got the Zach Wild interview. Ooh, sting. I was uh, I was there for the first one with McDermott. Steve, yep, I believe then- there were alcoholic beverages offered. Did you were, accept? Uh, I did not. I had a, a Red Bull because I was not drinking at that point. And you had half of a beer <laughs> in which you jumped the other half out back by the dumpster, if I recall. Well, well, well. Yeah, I, was like, 
Uh, uh, I accepted the, the alcoholic beverage. <laughs> you did. Did, did you? you? And walked, wandered no, away. You were like, I will take. I will take a Red Bull. I was said. very comfortable in my non non drinking days of twenty years non -drinking old. Non drinking right? so, days. <laughs> yes. Yes. But even even Zach. There's, there's a word. There's a word for that. I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You know what word I'm thinking okay. of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You heard me. You heard me. <laughs> wow. This guy's had a couple of drinks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have we have one more clip that we're going to get to before we get into a round of money, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. So this is a, uh, a concert that we talked about earlier in the, uh, the show in which we went to see Jack's Mannequin 10-year reunion. Uh, this was incredible oh, because okay. Andrew McMahon was playing the uh, album Everything in Transit from beginning to end. And I had had one other opportunity to see him do that uh, in between his career uh, choices and uh, was yanked away by my ex-wife. Uh, on my daughter's birthday, for, uh, three, three songs into the set, uh, roasted. <laughs> oh, <no>. And so, <laughs> and so uh, on the you know on the day when I had the opportunity to see him play my favorite album uh, from beginning to end, uh, which is a thirty-six or thirty-eight minute album, uh, I was yanked away about you know twelve minutes into that. So uh, I was bitter and thought I'd never get the chance again. Um, you, Jens, and you, Joe, uh, got the opportunity to join, and we had we had a big group there, uh, and um, and <laughs> then there was let's just say there was some fun that ensued not only during the show but uh, but after. So let, let's play the clip, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, you recorded this, Steven, You're standing in it, dude. You're standing in it. <laughs> There's so much pee. And it you drained onto his foot. Look at that. Oh, my God. I think I saw his hater. There he goes. Just right away. He's coming over here. Where are you going? There he goes. <laughs> He's getting all the piss off his shoes. I'm not mad about, about it. This bitch and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. Oh my get god. In. Get in quick. Get in. Holy shit, you trying to get those extra steps in? Get in. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get those extra steps in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. god. We all look so young. We did, right? Um, I yeah, know. I, know. I, I included this picture as a, a memory from the, sh <laughs> from the show. And we, uh, so it's uh, call, it, call it Powers on the far left. Ashley Young. Yes. Yen Chippel, Steve Jones, Jackie Wilson, Joe Wilson, all yes. the way over. Yes, That's oh, great. the 10th, 10th anniversary. And, uh, and I mean, what a freaking show. I mean, that again, we talk about two concerts back to back that are, you know, we're at the Ooh, Regents. All right, here's a, here's a deep poll. I'm going to see if Yen's has it, because I still do, even though I am wasted. Yen's, what was the cover <laughs> that Andrew McMahon played at the end of the show? Was the cover? Yeah, it was the encore. He actually closed out with it. I know Steve does it. I know he does. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't remember. Oh, Steve, come I on. Don't I, figure it out. I don't remember. I don't remember it offhand. I, I don't remember that. So go ahead. Oh, no, he played Tom Petty's "It's American oh, Girl." It's oh, American okay. Girl. Okay. I American Girl. Yeah, I saw him play that at another show at. Um, 
So he closed uh, it's, it's out their show with that but, song, right? Yeah. Right? That was his, yeah. Yeah, that was his like, Jordan moment where he like yeah. jumped from the free throw line and was like, Brah! yeah. And right. then Tom Petty died. He died like six yeah. months later. Tom oh. Petty was dead. Yeah. Uh, what was even worse was I saw Tom Petty at Bottle Rock, and, you know, and left halfway through. Uh, actually, you know, uh, I mean, I had I was all three days there, and you know, and it's it was one of those things that you compare it to before, you know, other times you've seen him. I, I saw Tom Petty two years in a row in 05 and 06 from the photo pit, the whole show, uh, wow. which was in freaking incredible. So closer than front row. And so I seeing him at Bottle Rock, you know, a hundred people back was like, uh, you know, it's fine. I had to go to actually your house, Joe, I have a bike to your house. God, you are, you, what an elitist you are. What an yeah. elitist, you're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and then I regretted it, yeah, a little bit, right? You know? Uh, yeah, because then he was, was he was dead shortly thereafter. <laughs> he was, yeah, he did. Yeah. He actually had a couple more yeah. shows after that, you know, but Bottle Rock was- Yeah, no, 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 yeah. It was yeah. close, it was close to his last so, show, yeah. Um, yeah, I I remember that we uh, we did a we did a podcast together too where we were joking about how Bottle Rock used to be cool, you know, because they were with it enough to give concert pipeline uh, passes, you know. And then <laughs> those days are all long gone. They are. Yes, we were we were lucky to get to go cover Bottle Rock in you know capacities and interview bands from it like for a couple of years. I think it was two years. No, no, we're gigantic. Regionally, Steve, we have ten thousand unique listeners. We do. We do. <laughs> so many. So many. So so actually you bring this to a good point because we are uh, at ninety eight hundred and nineteen uh, Facebook likes right now and counting. They're they're adding up pretty quickly. Uh, and um, unbelievable. And, and so this is uh, actually something thank you. Thank you. Do on the, thank on you. the show today. Thank, thank you. you, everybody. Yes. Thank you and very so much. I, I wanted to throw this out on episode three hundred that for the ten thousandth like. I'm going to be hey, sending what? out uh, a uh, BFD 2018 back when they were concerts uh, tour poster <laughs> with with Mark Hoppus's uh, signature on it. So um, yes, Mark Hoppus. I signed BFD 2018. Yes, Steve. Yeah. Yes. How, how do you know? How many years over the hill was BFD? It was, uh, you know, a little past its prime. I mean, <laughs> Live 105 doesn't even exist anymore. It's all yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. But, but, <laughs> but they're still doing, I think, uh, BFDs, you know, when there's concerts, of course, right? So, uh, you know, at this point, everybody you would go to any concert. And, um, you know, Blink-182 wasn't the only band that played. Dirty Heads, The War on Drugs, AWOL Nation, James Bay, Judah and the Lion. Way down the line is a superstar now, uh, Billie Eilish. Um, okay, all right. Wow. So to be clear, AWOL Nation was big in like 2011. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else? Who else played? Oh, James Bay. Uh, the I War on Drugs. Okay. Next. Okay, also uh, terrible. Next. <laughs> Dirty Heads. AJR. I don't know, don't know who that is. Don't know who that you is. You don't listen to modern, you know, alternative music. So. No, I, listen to, I listen to a lot, a lot of music. Yes, but 
Oh. You know, more obscure than what is playing on the radio, I would imagine. All right. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. BFD played underground bands. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're looking to. Uh, Joe, Jens, are you ready for uh, a round of a game that we like to call money? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. Money. Wow. Yeah. That 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 photo That's taken special. in my apartment in San Diego in 2004. <laughs> you know it is well played. That is fucking nuts right there. I <laughs> was that good that or in a long long time for a minute, you know? I was looking for a, a picture because somewhere a picture exists, Joe, of you holding like a wad of cash in, when, at, at, when you and I were in the car, you and Chris and I were in the car together after a show. I don't know, you had a wad of cash and you were holding it holding it out. And uh, uh, I don't remember that at all, but God damn, I would love to see that photo. <laughs> it would, it exists like, somewhere. And of then, 18 year old me looking like fucking 16 year old everyone else, like <laughs> flipping some cash. <laughs> Right. What was my yeah. what was the face I was making? Was I like gangster? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. How exist. have I never seen this? I didn't know that existed. It it existed. So I, I don't I've know. Never I seen it. Where, I, I've never I, seen it. I opted That's for San Diego amazing. instead. So um so to refresh I, ha I have all those San Diego pictures somewhere. You do. Well, that, this one wasn't in San Diego. This was back in the Napa days. Uh, beforehand, so. I definitely I don't have any of those. No, um, um, all right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so bad. <laughs> Come on, they're on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure they are. But uh, <laughs> oh, that was good. I just tickled me. Uh, <laughs> you got it. your mom's garage. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. You make it that uh, dirty. I meant like legitimately. <laughs> are there photos in your mom's garage in a box? Which is the way you said it. Really. Uh, All okay. right. Anyway, so Deep Space Nine. We're going to talk We're about a game of money. Uh, <laughs> our pick. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of money. Right. Yes. Um, if you haven't played money before, I thought we played on episode two hundred, but it's been a while. Uh, Could be. Don't remember. <laughs> so the rules of the game are this, right? I'm going to throw out um, a celebrity. Actually, all of the names I'm going to be throwing out are guests that have appeared on our program. Um, we're going wait, to wait, 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 wait. Interruption, interruption. How yes. do we make comments public to all viewers? Because we have a few comments that have come through and you haven't. Maybe, I, don't, I mean, they need to like the, the page or something, right? So. Um, I don't know. You said right. I don't know. <laughs> if, if, if you're talking about Mark Gigantelli, his messages are going through on YouTube. Uh, Gig? Really? It's Gigantelli. Gigantelli. I've had a couple of drinks myself, okay? So uh, his most recent comment just reminded me. I'm going to guarantee not as many of my, as I have. All right. <laughs> no, no. So we have Money. 10, uh, 10 artists uh, here, 10 celebrities that we're, we're going to go through. Um, we're going to go uh, take turns alternating, and uh, you're going to guess what their net worth is. Uh, and um, and at the end of the game, whoever's the uh, the closest overall um, will uh, will be the winner of this round of money. Does what do you think, Yen? I, I remember losing this really badly last time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would it help if I told you the total uh, net worth of all 10 of our guests to combine? The total net no. The total net worth of all ten of our guests combined. Yes, not yeah. the average. I can't. I can't remember. Okay, wait. So Kyle guess. So I'm going to give you names. I'm going to give you the names. You don't get. You'll get. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. I was like, <laughs> you don't have to guess. There's no way. Guesses on the list. Yes. Yeah, right I up. thought you were going to say whose net <laughs> whose net worth is uh, ten million. Right, yeah, so you have to find one that is. All right, all right, all right. So, we're the, we're the guests. Total net worth is 161 millions of all, uh, from all 10 guests, okay? So, Joe, you will go first. I we were supposed to, yeah, I thought we were supposed to guess their net worth. You're going to guess the net worth of the individual person. We'll alternate between the. Oh, okay. okay. yeah. Right, yes. right, right, right. It's been a little while since you played this game. It's okay. Um, so, first, celebrity net worth. Uh, no using resources. I don't know what you're doing on the other side. But, um, <laughs> All I'm doing is writing names. I just, I, oh. I'm wasted. I have to follow. Okay. okay. Andrew McMahon is up first. He's taking notes. Celebrity net worth. What is his net worth, Joe? Uh, Andrew McMahon is worth $6 million. Okay. No, yeah, no, 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 um, I'm going to say 650000 Okay. Uh, so the correct answer is $7 million. Ooh, oh. I was close with that for six. I was like, but yeah. wait a minute. I was like, but he might have flagged in the pandemic. He, he, uh, oh, these are pre-pandemic I mean, numbers? These, these are just numbers according to <laughs> the website Celebrity Net Worth. So I think these might be posts, but... Uh, we are now bringing Spooky Boner back on the show. Sorry, Mark. Spooky uh, <laughs> 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 Boner. Well done. Okay, okay. Andrew Rigman, two million, so six hundred fifty k. I take the first round. You take the first okay. round, but we're not counting. We're not going by total number of rounds. We're going to go by you know by the average numbers. But no, no, no. we're going to go by both. We're going to go by rounds. There's going to be two two guys to win. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's a winner. We will have to have a, a sudden death. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Gass, right? right next, you, want next do, one. You, want to, you want to do Kyle Gass? What is Kyle Gass' net worth? Kyle Gass is definitely only worth $2 million. Okay. And Jens, what is your guess for Kyle Gass from Tenacious Defave? Oh, uh, well, I'm going to think, uh, I'm going to think, um, 175. A million or a thousand? Or <laughs> 1,700,000. <laughs> this is not what you said. <laughs> One seventy-five for short. Okay. <laughs> this is One like million seven hundred fifty thousand. Got it. Okay, locked in. I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, the uh, Kyle Gass's net worth is three million dollars. Uh, oh, I'm closer. Another round for, for Joe. You need to get a little bit closer here, Yeds. Okay. Um, Damn. But he, I mean, he was only 250 behind me. That was close. It wasn't that far, but he's going to have to tighten things up. We, it's okay. We have, eight, we have eight rounds. Eight more All right. rounds. All right. Who's third? Who's third? Next up is Jack Antonoff, the guitarist of Fun and uh, lead singer of Bleachers. He's produced uh, fucking, what's yeah, her yeah, name, yeah. albums, you know, from the pop star. You know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jack Antonoff. You know who he is, Jens? Yeah. 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 He produced Lady Gaga. Not Lady Gaga. What is it? He's produced some pretty serious shit. 
Yeah, he's was it pink? No. Now I'm, now I'm, th- mm. you know, oh, the, fucking Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T Swift. Right. Yeah, there you go. Nicely done. I was like, Pink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. I'm like, she hasn't had a song in like 15 years. <laughs> her. Yeah, her. <laughs> All right, Jack, uh, how much is she worth? Let's it. let Jens answer this one first. 50 million. All right. 50 million. 50 million? Is your guess what five zero? We're definitely not, not even fucking close to that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jack Antonoff is an incredible producer. He's a very talented musician, but his band Bleachers is essentially underground and, and never really broke through. Uh, and yeah, he's had cameos and everything, and he's produced big albums. Uh, 50 million, though, is very, very generous. I would say 10 million tops. Okay. Uh, Joe says 10 million. Yen says 50 million. Uh, the correct answer is 25 million. Woo! Okay. So, well, actually, by 15, and I didn't yeah. go over. We'll just go by closest. So, that's, that's well, me, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a spreadsheet that's working for me right now. It, this is going to tell yeah. you where, where you're at and everything. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, Cam is off because I'm taking a pisser. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll right yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we yeah, had a commercial right break back. there. Oh my gosh, everybody's <laughs> leaving. This, apparently, this is, go. bring, this, this is the time we bring Spooky Voter back, apparently, Mark. So, uh, you do you have their number because uh, we can get them uh, back on the line? Oh, uh, oh yeah, I haven't had Spooky Bonus's number since, since we were children. Oh, oh, okay, you, you, you didn't keep that around. No, no. It died several several phones ago. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Because uh, this would have been a great reunion of the worst. It would have been good. Yeah. No, it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, that was All right, that was a good long piss. Let me get another beer. Oh, okay. So we we are taking a commercial break. Oh man, uh, you do yeah, need I another know. beer. I know. You've only had about three, three right? Tiny, that's for sure. Yeah, three. Yeah. No, 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 Red Bull. Hey, we're past the Red Bull days, Joe. You know, I'm, uh, I've progressed since then. So. What? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Jens is here, and then he left. And uh, cheers to number, I think, number four for you. So, Foster's. For me? North Coast. No, is it? I mean, How many have you had, Steve? <laughs> well, this is my second right now. Well, third, third right now, actually, during the show. So, man, um, I am obliterating you. You are, you are, you're drinking me under the table, as it were. So, um, usually do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have an empty chair here, so round four of the show is going to be rather <laughs> challenging until the seat fills. I mean, I'm three and zero oh right now, baby. Three. Yes, I know. You're taking you're taking a good strong lead at this point. Um, oh, yeah, nine rounds or ten rounds of money. Ten rounds, and even ten. Ten rounds. There he is. Yes. Um, all right. No. Yes, yes. Ends refilled. Good. I had another one ready to go, so you know I'm I'm good for the next seven. What is that, Steve? Yens, you're on mute. Deschutes and Yens, you're yes, you're so muted. Deschutes, um, what? How do I there go? It is. I unmuted you. You're good. Uh, Fresh Haze IPA. Yeah, it's good beer. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm doing I, I started I to say, is that, is, that, is that the first cousin? Ooh, what is that? Is that in house right there? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, there you well, go. I had to go to the house real quick. Uh, yeah, the beer. Bruce Yes. I'm drinking Scrimshaw, so I've upgraded from my Bud Light Guinness. <laughs> Garbage, yeah, bad beer. Yeah, no, but the Pliny was good. The Pliny was good. Pliny, you can't yeah. go wrong with Pliny. Okay, so you can't. Yeah, Double dry hop. Yeah, and, uh, Joe was uh, thrown down the gauntlet saying he's up three at this point right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm letting him get warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some time left uh, to get through uh, three seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Number four, guys. Uh, we're going to let Jens yeah. take this one first as well. Gary Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman, not. Jens. What is, what is his net worth? Oscar winner Gary Oldman now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, you're on so many good things. You're on concert pipeline. Fucking movie star. Yeah. He has an Oscar. Yes, he does. I don't know how much money those people make. <laughs> Is it more than fifty million? You're gonna have to take a guess. I don't know. What's your guess? I'm gonna have Joe go first. Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, he, he defers. All right. So Oscar winner Gary Oldman. Yes. Who is who is? Uh, uh, I would say well traveled. Yeah. Story. Actor in Hollywood. A thespian, indeed. Um, indeed. Um, is he worth more than Jack Antonoff? Oh, yeah. Is he, like... It, he's not, like, uh, a marquee name, unless it's, like, an art house film. Like, I, I can't name one film that exclusively starred Gary Oldman, where he wasn't just playing a character actor. So I'm going to say 40 million. That's what I'm going to say. 40 million. Okay, Jens, what is your guess? Uh, I'm gonna stick with my safe fifty million. Okay. Okay, staying safe with fifty. The correct answer is forty million. Ooh. Oh no way! <laughs> Joe got it on the dot. Ah, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> on the dot. Oh. Oh. I have on the dot, yes. Uh, good work, Joe. I think that's the closest I've been, though. Power it is. is Cheers, Joe. It is. Hey. There we go. Cheers. <laughs> and House to Shoot and, and Scrimshaw. The other two are really good. This is me. Yes. All right. Joe look good. Next up is... Jerry Harrison uh, of the Talking Heads. I interviewed him the same evening that I interviewed Gary Oldman at the Celebrating David Bowie show. Um, so what is Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads worth? Jens, you deferred last time. It's your turn to go first. I'm gonna say 25 million. Okay. Joe. No, not even close. Uh, 15. 15 million. million. Okay. Jerry Harrison is worth 15 million. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? This can't be happening. <laughs> can't make this shit up. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, no bullshit. No, no bullshit. I have no idea. I have no idea how much these people are actually worth. I am just dunking on you again. I am dunking on you over and over and over again. I'm like, Jordan, no, you are in the zone. You're like so zoning right now. You are just a stream of knowledge. I'm zoned out. One with all knowing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, we don't think we need a status update, but uh, I, I have to go pee. <laughs> I mean, it, what? You just had a potty break. What are you doing? Yeah. No, I have to go pee again. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening again? I'm All right, I'm listening. Go on, go on, go on. Who's next? He's listening. Oh, you great. Call okay. it out from the toilet. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have. <laughs> geez, Still here. We have like five more rounds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next right, up okay. is Keep going. next up is Aaron Neville. Are you both familiar with Aaron Neville? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jens is uh, no. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Aaron Neville um, was uh, a famous musician back in the day, um, around the nineties. He he is. Let's see. Oh wait wait wait! Like Aaron Neville is like. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Hit it. Okay. Turn. All right. And you came to me on a summer breeze. That guy? <laughs> he sounds like, he's like a male share. Yeah, I pretty remember. Much. Yeah, what his voice sounds yeah. like. Yeah, he was high. I up. never did. High up there. He, he was. Um, so, let's see. His biggest single, I think. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Uh, everybody plays the fool sometimes. Everybody plays oh, yeah. The fool. yeah. That, that would have been the song that I would have picked, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did Close Your Eyes with Linda Ronset. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, how, why is he on money? So, because, uh, because I interviewed him. <laughs> and, um, and he, and that interview was, I mean, it was hard to hear, understand anything he was saying, you know? <laughs> no, I don't know why. I, I was, I mean, I don't know what he had in his mouth at the time, but, uh, but it was, I asked, I'd never do this, right? I asked him to do the interview again and was shut, shut down. So I played it on the podcast, uh, or on an episode with the Naked and Famous, and uh, and did you put titles under it? I, I, if I could have understood what he said, I could have. Uh, so anyway, Aaron Neville is uh, is next up. So Joe, you're <laughs> in terms of uh, <laughs> Aaron Neville. Everybody plays cool. I mean, so here's the thing about Aaron Neville. Okay. Yes. He was big when when record companies still took advantage of the artists. Okay. Yes. So. So my gut tells me that Aaron Neville is not worth that much money. Okay. Based solely on that. So I'm going to say that Aaron Neville is worth, I mean, everybody knows an Aaron Neville song, but not everybody knows who Aaron Neville is. So I'm going to say Aaron Neville's worth like 8 million. Okay. And Jens, what is your guess? I'm going to go with uh, 10. 10 million. Okay. Well, it should be 8. It is freaking eight. <laughs> what? What? Three in a row, exactly. You are fucking with me. I'm not even. I'm not even. This spreadsheet exists with this on here. So, uh, dude, dude. <laughs> three in a row. Creepy. 
Joe's nickname is Bullseye, by the way. So. I am fucking on fire. I am. I am everything. It's Curry. Everything. It's Kobe. <laughs> it's going in every time. It's going that in. That is going up. <laughs> I, I am not fucking around. I have no idea what these people are actually worth. I am guessing. This is one hundred percent me being like. <laughs> They had some songs. <laughs> I don't know. Your logic is sound. Your logic is sound. Well, okay, Aaron Neville. I'm not even shitting you for a second. I was like, Aaron Neville probably made like a couple of hundred grand off any of his hits in the 80s and 90s, which in today money is worth millions because he probably yeah. bought like a nice house and probably had an accountant who invested some of it for him, right? That's literally yeah. where my brain went. I was like, oh, yeah. He's probably got a house that's appreciated in value like three or four X. He probably has a house in Malibu in the hills or maybe a little ways up the canyon. I I I uh, I am I'm at a loss right now. I can't <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm pitching a shutout, okay? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, I work it out for you, I'll just say. <laughs> I mean well no, it's mathematically impossible. How many people you had ten? There's four more. We're going to get through all four rounds. Right, here. Right, right. I have six in a row. Okay, six total and three in a row that are directly on. So, I I'm mean, it win. would take... Bring it on. Yeah. All right. So, the next round, guys, is Martin Barr. Uh, now Martin Barr is a guitarist in Jethro Tull. I had the opportunity to interview him twice for the program, actually. Uh, and uh, he is the next guest, or the next uh, celebrity in, uh, in this round of money. Um, Jens, you'll go first on this one. I'm gonna say uh, five million. Five million, okay. Yo, what is your guess? All right, catch, catch me up, who are we, who are we doing? <laughs> we are doing Martin Barr. What day is it? So uh, again, he uh, he was the guitarist from Jethro Tull, uh, and he was in the oh, band yeah. Jethro Tull for most of its existence. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. And what did you guess? He guessed five minutes. Shut up. Oh, he's <laughs> he's, he's definitely not worth that. Three. three million. Three million. Okay. If it's three million, I'm leaving this show. <laughs> well, you're lucky, Jens, actually. Uh, you won this round, and the correct answer is 50 million. 50? 5-0? 50 million. Martin Barr is our uh, biggest, uh, biggest net worth. There was a show. reason I was guessing 50 million. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, you're okay, getting here's, there. Here's what's ridiculous is that, like, on like in terms of aggregate off amounts, huh? Yes, might be beating me now because I guess three, he guessed five, and it was fifty, right? So the delta was like tens of millions. Oh, so, I, I mean, I still, I still have you. So Joe, Clint, yeah. You yeah. clinched the title. Okay. It's sick. I Your mean, glory days are over, man. <laughs> so uh so we have three more rounds. Uh next up is Ben Queller, uh, who uh I interviewed um slightly before the pandemic started, actually. Uh and uh that was a really memorable interview. Um someone I was a really big fan of. Um Ben Queller. 
Uh, Joe, you can go first. Five million. Five million. Yeah. Jens, what do you got? Wait, who's he again? <laughs> he has. Uh, uh, he has. He has a bunch of indie songs. He wasn't like. I mean, he had involvement on a couple of uh, interesting things, but uh, uh, what was his biggest song? It's like. Uh, he does this like folk song. I, I don't know. He's a folky kind of guy. He's good. I like Ben Queller. He's really good. I haven't listened to him in probably close to fifteen years. It's been a yeah. Bit. He sounds so familiar. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, six. Okay, Jens with six, Joe with five. The correct answer is yeah. two million. Two million. Gotta say four. That's, that's another yes. another round for me. <laughs> another round for Joe. <laughs> so, he's not rubbing. I mean, you saw the shutout though. I mean, that's an honorable mention. You know what? <laughs> wow. Shut up. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's okay. You, could, you could come back. There's two more. There's two more. Otherwise, luck isn't even on my side. <laughs> uh, so luck the next round. Is <laughs> the next round is uh, an artist uh, from the '80s named Tiffany. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. This You're familiar with Tiffany? Yeah. The one here. Can you, yeah. you name? Can you name one song by Tiffany? Only one. Yeah. Uh, um, I might have to sing it if I remember it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name either. So, so her big song was uh, actually... No, don't, say it, don't say it, Steve. I'm not going to yeah, say it. Um, sing it. And then I will sing it. I don't sing know. It. I just yeah. got like... I just got like... Uh, oh, shit. No, I, remember? I mean I'm thinking about a, I'm thinking about okay. a bunch of other songs that were popular at that time, but I just can't go. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, so she had the mall song. There was like the music video was they were in a mall. Okay. Yeah. And I I, I think the hook went like do 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 like her singing was really bad. <laughs> you vindicate me, vindicate me, Steve. You're doing great, Joe. Uh, so her big oh, yeah. song was, was uh, I Think We're Alone Now. I Think We're Alone Now. That's it. it yes. And uh, and it was... Uh, uh, I Think We're Alone Now. It was a cover <laughs> of Tommy <laughs> James. I'm going to come around. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's got the right. <laughs> think We're Alone Now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a cover from 67. back to me James now. Sean Dells. So... Um, so that's Tiffany. Uh, you know, that was her biggest song. And like you said, a one hit wonder from, you know, from that song. Um, I mean, she had other songs as well, but not that it charted like that. And she was also, at, uh, she acted as um, an animated character. Uh, can anyone name the animated character? In, in what? I talked to about. It was, well, it was a cartoon from, uh, uh, from, back, in, from back in our childhood as well. Uh, in a movie, actually. Great. She played it in a in a movie version I, I, of the cartoon, but it was a, a TV show. What? Judy Jetson. Uh, no way. In the Jetsons. Jetson? In the Jetsons movie. Yes. In the Jetsons yeah. movie. How many fucking <laughs> people saw that movie? Dude, dude, the Jetsons dude. way better than Deep Space Nine. 
Way no. better. Okay, the Jetsons movie opening box office. Let's see how much that movie made. <laughs> oh, it only made $3.8 million. Wow. Wow. I'm sure it has a lot more fans. Over five. Wow. Just over I, $5 million opening weekend. All right. So, uh, as a kid, terrible. I was like, that is one quarter of its total gross. Garbage. That is garbage. So I was a fan of Jetsons Meet the Flintstones, actually, that movie, because it crossed both worlds, right? Uh, as a crossover. It's a thing. And, uh, These were fucking cartoons from 30 years before you were born, dude. What the fuck? I don't think I've ever seen the live action. I saw the live action Flintstones and I was like, this movie sucks. Yeah, that was pretty special. So the only time I ever saw those cartoons was on Nick at Night when I was staying the night at other people's houses because we didn't have cable. And every time I watched it, I was like, the show is fucking stupid. The show is fucking <laughs> stupid. It's fucking bad. They're like, oh, the garbage disposal is a dinosaur. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking stupid. They run. The cars don't have engines. They just run around. Okay, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I actually remember, I'm not even fucking around right now. I remember having this thought of being like, dinosaurs and people cannot exist at the same time. <laughs> I know this for a fact. And I was like, seven or eight? when I became aware that these shows existed and I was like, oh, this show's bad. This is bad. I remember thinking as a kid, well, wait, humans and dinosaurs were totally different eras <laughs> on the planet. You're, you're scientifically literate than, than mainstream uh, television producers in the 50s. Yeah, but they were yeah. high when they wrote that shit. Yeah. In the 50s? Uh, I, I don't know. In the fifties, I think they were like, "How can we get money?" <laughs> money. Tiffany, Tiffany, oh, we're, we're, we're back to Tiffany. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiffany, 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 Tiffany. Tiffany. I don't remember whose turn it is, but Joe, you can go first. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, so she she apparently was a star in a show in a movie that opened with a twenty five million box office opening weekend, which is fucking crazy. Considering I've never seen this film, uh, and apparently anybody else than you hasn't seen it either, Steve. Uh, so, and she had, I think, her alone now, which was uh, not a good song. I know it. Everyone knows it. It's not a good song. Uh, man, I'm going to say, well, royalties off of that song. It's been a long time. 12, 12 million. 12 million. Okay. Jens, what's your guess? I'll say 15. 15 million. Okay. You guys think uh, Tiffany's doing pretty well? She's uh, yeah, four million. Not. <laughs> I think she's getting tons of royalties. Four million for Tiffany. I mean, I'll take no that. No way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, which takes us to. The last round of money uh, for t for episode three hundred, and this is Karma and a Piece of the uh, uh, Peace Brothers, um, who I was on their show hanging and banging last week, their YouTube show, and uh, he was a uh, you know one of those classic rock drummers. Him and his brother both were. Wait, I, I didn't even hear the name. Who? 
Carmine apiece. So how do you spell yeah. a piece? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you don't get to look it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who this is. So no. Wasn't no. someone from the Sex Pistols on that show? I'm not too? looking I'm not he, looking. Yeah. Oh, only one. Maybe a Steve Jones or two. He was in Ozzy's band. Yeah. He performed with Beck, uh, Ted Nugent, um, you know, a bunch of what is he play? Uh, he's a drummer. Okay. All right. Yes. So that that fucking guy is seventy four years old. He's yeah. God damn. Okay. <laughs> Born in nineteen forty six. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So Joe's looking at his. That, is, on his that is that is twice as old as I am now. <laughs> looks good. He looks good. He looks he looks good for an old guy. Yeah. Look yes. at him go. All that, he was all a drummer. Mm -hmm. for he, still a he still is a drummer. So um he was in vanilla cream. Um yeah, he's he's been associated. Oh uh, never mind. Ooh, I found I found like a close up shot. It looks recent. It looks <laughs> <old>. <laughs> all right. Yes. Jens, you're gonna you're gonna make your guess first. What is your guess? I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna say six million. Shout out to Grasshopper. Shout out Grasshopper. <laughs> you piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna say six million. Joe's going back to public access TV show days, Jens. Um, so, uh, Joe, what is your guess for Carmine? That's uh, his net worth. <laughs> yeah, so it was Odard thirty. It was uh -huh, yes. yeah. Who is the old fuck scratch? Scratch. <laughs> yes. yes. Scratch. You old bastard. I'll never forget him ridiculing me. I yeah. went to Mexico for the first time as a kid when I was very young, and uh, I was eighteen, and I'd never been. And I went to Rosarito, and I was like, wow. Wow, I was blown away. I had never seen anything like it. And he was like, You've disparaged another nation. And I was like, No, I haven't. I just I talked about my observations. I had never been there. And I was totally ignorant. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Well, yes. Jens thinks he's worth six million. Correct. The dude has been a drummer forever. Forever. Yes. yes. Forever. Forever. I'm going to say, I mean, I don't think he's worth that much. He was the drummer for a few major acts. Um, He's probably worth more. Okay. I want to keep it. I want to keep you at one. I want to hold you to <laughs> one. So I'm, I'm overthinking it. <laughs> Drummer for Legendary Act. Uh, and old. Very old. Um, Man, this has been 10 million. 10 million. 10. Okay, the correct answer is 
Seven million. Oh. Jens mm. oh, that round. Jens with two. Wow. Two, two to eight. Yes. So at the end of all 10 rounds, Joe was uh, off by 52.8%, and Jens was off by 71.8%. So uh, that takes us to make Joe the winner. Um, Ooh. Yes. Oh. I know, right? Headwards for episode 400, Jens. Yeah, <laughs> next round. Jens, you're, Jens, you're, you're still on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> He's been on mute the whole show. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I I can't unmute you. You gotta unmute yourself, or you have unmute it. Headphones with the mic as well. Yeah, <laughs> you're still on mute. Really? You're this still is, on mute. His AirPods died because he didn't charge them or something, and uh, you know. Uh, yeah, your Bluetooth isn't working, man. You gotta it's just unmute better. yourself. Okay, you might have to take the headphones off and go go rogue. Because, I think it's working. We can't end this show until you, you know, <laughs> until you get I some money. I had, I had three on the and, fucking nose. Yeah, I know. That was incredible. Three rounds back to back. In a row. <laughs> back to back. Yes. 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 Unreal. Unreal. I never thought <laughs> I never thought I would see the day. <laughs> <laughs> this is your crowning achievement, Joe. How did you calculate 52.8 to 71.8? Oh, uh, my girlfriend Tracy, I have to give a shout out to, made this spreadsheet that, uh, that tracked all of the totals as we went out. Oh, it's, and how, I, I, and it's, it's lovely. Well done, Tracy. Mad props. Yes, I, I was like, your credit. So quickly. I was like, because <laughs> we had a spreadsheet earlier, and I was like, Steve's going to be typing numbers in and trying to calculate formulas and shit. And it I'm is like, not a pretty oh, way to have a podcast. I mean, that's part of why I started writing everything down is I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to. <laughs> Didn't trust me. No, it wasn't in my hands. It was in Tracy's, luckily. So, Jens, it uh, looks like you're unmuted. Can you hear me now? We can, yes. Yeah. Hey, Yay. Yeah. He's, he's I know I had those things charged, ready to go. They're fully charged, but they're old. Like, they're, I think they're old. <laughs> oh. Like, I think I bought them the day the AirPod 2s came out or something like that. I've had them forever. But they don't last more than two hours. <laughs> okay, we found, as we found out. So uh, that seems like a good time to end the, the show. So congratulations, Joe, on your what? money win. What? Uh, <laughs> you for two hours and 15 minutes. We could go for hours more. Joe, <laughs> Joe's ready to continue on. You have any... Uh, like years from now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joe, do you have any lasting memories that you want to you want to share as we wind out the pod? Anything? I mean, I uh, you know, Steve, I can't thank you enough for um, inviting me on this journey. You know, it was a uh, a long time ago uh, that you and I wore paper hats and flipped burgers together at In and Out, and you were like, "Hey, man, I have a cable access show. You should totally come, and you should like be on it." And <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, oh, random. <laughs> it, you, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I had no idea what you were what you were uh, talking about. Um, <laughs> and we went down to the old. I'm not going to say 28 because it was 45 back then. Uh, and we went to the studios in Napa High, 
and you uh, you put a camera on, and uh, we entertained. And it was bad. It was always bad. It was, <laughs> but that's not what it was about. It was about uh, just doing it and having fun. And it was uh, it was always an outlet uh, for us to hang out. It was an excuse for us to hang out, but it was always an outlet uh, for our shared uh, passion and love and drive for music. Um, and for that, I'll always be grateful. You know, I, uh, I will never forget, um, the first time that you were like, yeah, I got us an interview. And I was like, what, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? And you were like, yeah, we're going to go to this show and we're going to watch it for free and we're going to interview the band. And that's like, that's like icing on the cake. Uh, you know, and then we had Krispy Kreme in and out and that was the cherry on top. That was the best um, part of the AM, right? Yeah. It was always the best. Um, but no, we, we always we always had a great time. Um and uh, and I have a thousand thank yous uh for you as a, a, a quite literally thank you for all of the great memories, all the great shows. Um thank you for like I said, inviting me all those years ago on this journey. Uh because I really appreciate it. I really do. Um you know, if you take this part of my life out, if you hadn't invited me, if you hadn't been like, hey, go to this show and, and watch it with me and we'll do an interview and like we'll watch it and it'll be free and it'll, and it'll be fun. And I was like, uh, OK, if you take all that out, I am a far less interesting person, I think, on so many levels, uh, because otherwise all I do is I, uh, I assault you and talk to you about Star Trek. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I can't say thank you enough, uh, but thank you, seriously, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the shows. Uh, thank you for inviting me on this, on this wonderful uh, and weird voyage that it's been. Um, and here's to 300 more. 300 more. I love it. 300 more. <laughs> Cheers. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for the, for that because it's been just as much fun for me. Uh, and you know, one of the biggest joys I could get was uh, you know having you and the other people who hosted my shows over the years um, have the opportunity to interview your favorite bands as well. Uh, you know, which is, I mean, it doesn't get cooler than that, right? Like you don't expect to be able to do that sort of thing in your life, right? No, I mean, nobody, nobody would ever think to like send emails and set up interviews and like conduct interviews and correspond and have connections and then like, you know, do all the bad interviews so you can get the good interviews. I mean, that, that is totally you. That is so Steve Jones. It is such a, it is like a, it is a classic worker's mindset of like, I can make this happen if I work hard enough. And here you are. 300 episodes into a podcast that we started together as like an outlet for you because you needed a hobby. You needed something. I remember, I remember we were talking about it on the phone and you were like, I don't know. I feel like I, you know, maybe it's concert pipeline. Maybe it's, uh, you know, it's not stage right and it's not stage left. And, and concert pipeline had existed when you were in, in college, but you were like, I don't know, maybe that's the thing, the new medium. Uh, and you were on the podcast train. I mean, we've been doing this for, you know, this year now is seven years. It marks seven years, not to the day, but seven years of doing this podcast. And it's crazy to think about that because when you started this podcast in 2014, they still had not broken through yet. They weren't like 
the thing that everybody did. It wasn't, you know, totally everybody listening yeah. to the podcast. Um, but you started one and you went for it. And you were probably part of the reason why everybody does it now. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it was. No, I mean, think about that. You know, it, it truly was uh, ahead of its time in so much that I, I don't think podcasts arrived until, uh, you know, the presidential elections of 2016. I feel like that's when it was like everybody started a podcast um, and everybody had one. And at that point, the market was saturated. Before that, before that, there was concert pipeline. And it's existed in its current form for seven years. Uh, and like I said, 300 episodes. Here's to seven years more. Ah, seven years more. Yes. 300 more episodes. Hey, hey, hey. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Okay. Jens, uh, you have any uh, words to close this out on? You know, Joe, you stole my speech. There's not more I can add to that. <laughs> All I could really say is that ditto. Uh, but, you know, this last year has been really tough you know, uh, on, on many different levels. But, you know, since we're talking about concert pipeline here, I think we really need to emphasize that there used to be shows. Like, we, it, you know, I've, I've been listening to us talking. It's like, oh, yeah, remember that concert? Remember that concert? We're at the point where there used to be shows. Like, that's past yeah. tense. You know? Not like, too long. I have not too long. Steve has one shot in his arm. Yeah, I know you're not far behind. I'm gonna get one soon. <laughs> yes. You will. You will. Yes. By the end of May, everyone who wants a shot will be able to get a shot, and that is a beautiful thing. And cheers to that, right? So. Cheers to that. Ooh, Steve Jones drinking a shot. Look at that boy, Steve, Mr. <laughs> yes. Steve. Whoa, what are you drinking there, Mr. Steve Jones? Um, it is a Irish whiskey of some sort. It is very late in the drinking game, so. Um, and Jameson, Jameson, Jameson. Uh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, really? Yeah. Yes. And and so, uh, Did you yeah. Get Costco. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I want to thank you both as well because you know, going on this voyage, you know, I mean, I when I set out to do Concert Pipeline as, a, you know, a TV show, like I'd had other hosts do it and everything for a handful of uh, a certain number of episodes, and one host do it for thirty. This is back in the day as a TV show, right? And then who it was just some. Who was the first host of Contra Pipeline? Well, that you give him a thumbs thumbs up and a wink. It was, I mean, Contra Pipeline, the first, the first host. host. I mean, yeah. it was always been my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You but you had, are you talking about co-host? Are you talking yeah. about podcast? Okay. No, before that. I don't know what you're talking about. Contra Pipeline. It was, was a TV show. When it was a TV yeah. show, you had people still doing interviews that weren't you. It, but it was me most of the time, I think. So, yeah. Hi, uh, yeah, but there were other. Who was the first? Hiro. We're talking about Hiro. You're talking about Hiro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. Yes. Okay. There you go. Uh, and so. I mean, if we're talking about we're plumbing the fine structure of this show. Hiro yeah. has, to, it has to be mentioned. He's got to. Um, thank you to Hiro for 30 plus episodes of Stage Right and then to Concert Pipeline. Uh, but really, you know, I always wanted to scratch that itch and I always, you know, wanted to get out to shows. And you guys have been, you know, so supportive. I mean, you know, like Joe, like you talked about when we started Concert Pipeline uh, back in 2014, we talked about it, right? And um, and talked about bringing in three hosts and everything, co-hosts and everything. And that was 
just too much and couldn't get three passes to concert. And I'm like, you know what? Um, let's just start this thing off and, and roll with it. And it's been incredible, like to do a show almost every week. You know, I mean, there, there are a couple of weeks off and around the holidays are tough generally, but I mean, to do one almost every week has been incredible and, uh, and so much fun going to all those shows. And now even through COVID having um, a ton of different, you know, bands and interviewing bands all over the world, you know, because we're able to do it through Zoom and, uh, and get creative with it and, and really have them, you know, a lot of the artists are, you know, performing songs acoustic as well, which is, uh, which is so much fun. And it's like your own private concert. Like it's, it's not the same. Like some of the, some of the Facebook comments say, I miss live shows, you know, it's not the you know, same, but guess what? This is a we all do. Right now. Yeah. We all, we no. all do. I think we're all going to appreciate those. Thank, thank so God for now. technology. Yeah. yeah. You guys imagine this shit happening 40 fucking years ago or even a hundred years ago when the first Spanish flu hit and like the country was in shambles. The world was in shambles, really. You know, COVID has been a uh, uniquely awful experience, but uh, it makes you really appreciate what you have. And it makes you really think about what's next. You know, the next shows. I'm going to guarantee you the next time that I see Andrew McMahon, I won't be as wasted as I am now, but I will be, I will be off the wall. I will be so over the moon. Um, Yeah. Oh God. I'm going to go crazy at that show. It's going to be awesome. It really is. We'll definitely all get get together. Yeah. The next concert, whatever, whatever that is. Because it's I'll go see Tiffany sing her song and I'll be like singing <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> and be, and be, I, I texted I texted my girlfriend Tracy that like I need to pee and she hands me this. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell her to video you know video it. That's only for back. Add it to episode four hundred. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Something to aspire to. Yeah. So Je- there uh, Joe, you go. you'll be back for 400, right, Joe? I'm in. I'm always in every hundred episodes. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. And when Jens travels outside the country and we need a guest host, Joe's there. Uh, so, which isn't right now, luckily. So, um, okay. So that's our show for episode 300. Uh, coming up on the wow. show, we're going we're gonna to keep rolling. We have a lot of great guests. Um, Lucy Spragan, um, I got the chance to interview again. Um, also a band called January Jane. Um, and uh, and Matt Pinfield, who is a, a VJ uh, on MTV, uh, and signed them to his Nobody label. Nobody cares about any of that, but congratulations, Molly. Boys. 300 episodes. Flogging <laughs> yeah. Molly. All of the best moments uh, thus far. And we will continue to keep it rolling. Uh, until next time, that's Jen Schiphol. That's Steve Jones. And that is Joe Wilson. Thank you for joining us for episode 300. We'll catch you next time, everybody.